Welcome to the boys of the Golden Throne. Uh, I guess ah, it's flat. Model breakage, like as we record. Ah. John, you're setting me back negative fucking hobby progress. Jesus. <laughs> well, that's a little tie into what we're talking about today. So we're gonna be talking about our uh, hobby and shame progress. Oh, and yeah. then with the drop of malevolence. We're all going to talk about things, uh, little things about the book eight that we think they're a little, uh, little, uh, you know, a little bugazagoo. A little what? A little bugazagoo. Hmm. I don't uh, believe someone can look that up in the Webster's <laughs> Dictionary, okay? <laughs> you know, I'll put it in Wikipedia for them. <laughs> oh, like, or no, Wikipedia, what's it called? It's uh, uh, the UrbanDictionary.com. That's where oh, you got it. There you go. Uh, and then um, AJ's got this thing about called the ch- uh, Road to Wargamer Camp. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I s- got the opportunity to sit down with uh, the one and only Mr. Ryan Kimmel to talk about uh, this year's upcoming Wargames Camp, aka Heresy Camp Part Two. So um, this is gonna be like a little ongoing series. I'm I'm heading there. Uh, I'm hoping maybe for Teo, but you know things. Crazier things um, have happened, but what yeah. basically what I'm going to do is do as as lead up to War Games Camp. I'm going to start interviewing people, the guys that are running it, talk, talking to the guys that are running events there, previous campers that came to last year, and just build the hype because man, I'm excited to go and hang out with my heresy boyfriends again. So mm. yeah, so li- some words from Mr. Ryan Kimmel coming up. And then we got a AJ. We got a couple annou- announcements. Announcements, yeah. So I think uh, you know we've been as as people know that have listened to the podcast before and or come to our events. We're we're about supporting charities, and we've been uh, you know very involved before with um, the DMD uh, raffle, and we're part of the telethon last year, and so we thought. Um, you know, we want to help these guys out, uh, Freddie and the boys over at the Varangian Heresy, out, out with their raffle a little, little bit more. So we are going to be supporting them for the charity for uh, the the Deuce event in uh, in June. So really stoked to be helping them out. And uh, so all money, uh, $5 from every single ticket is going to be going to the DMD raffle. So it's uh, really, really stoked to be supporting those guys. Um, and then we also have a little announcement, a little drum roll. 
is that uh, I'm going to be running the Titanicus event at next year's LVO 2020. So I've uh, been talking to Frankie and the guys, and we're going to be tying it in with the Narrative 30K event that's going to be going on. So I've been chatting with Bill and coming up with schemes, and uh, we're really, really stoked on it. John, you're going to be coming. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm hoping. I think we're going to, well, yeah, I'm coming. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're going to make the crew. All the crew is coming. Yeah, we're gonna uh, we're gonna make a big push for LVO next year. Um, the narrative thing is definitely happening. We've been talking with Bill. Uh, he has big plans for the 30k thing in general. Yeah, he seems pretty eager. Yeah, very. So eager. we're gonna try to make this sort of the best year to go to LVO if you're a 30k player. So if you're kind of on the fence, uh, you know, over the next few months or next year rather, we'll be uh, kind of giving you guys some insight into what's gonna be going down there and. Uh, yeah, come on down to Vegas, get turned, and play 30k. Yeah, I, I, I it's gonna be, it's gonna be awesome. Well, I kind of just throw Titanicus yeah, into the sure. 30k for realm, sure. but uh, yeah, tying in the, it, I'm really stoked to be like kind of grouping them all together and putting yeah. pulling the narratives together with Bill and kind of making it like one. Even the mega battle is gonna be part of this one large big uh, narrative over yeah. the the entire weekend, which I think is really cool. So. Stoked to be helping out and being a part of that, and hopefully uh, people uh, will come down and play a little Titanicus. So uh, more info on that. You know, we know that the Moloch book is coming out. We're we're running an event this weekend. Uh, yeah, the Moloch book's probably real soon. Eh? It's probably really soon, but we also just from the weekender know that like w- there's more coming, and so you know, in terms of what that player pack's going to be like and everything, I think will that will be a slow build over the the course of the next few months as we see the different releases drop for Titanicus. But yeah, I'm super stoked to. Uh, GW's doing a pretty good job with Titanicus in terms of like uh, release schedule. I think. Yeah, and really good communication. Too. Yep. Key point. Key. <laughs> so yeah, pretty uh, pretty stoked about that. So uh, yeah, I guess other than that, it's just uh, then we'll be after talking about talking with Ryan and talking about book eight. You know, come back, land this pig, close out the show, and then be on our merry ways. So uh, boys, let's uh, come back and talk about some hobby and shame progress because we got shames to talk about. We do. All right. Our tutor, who art in Nottingham, Duncan be thy name. Our paints be thinned, our layers be smooth, on plastic as it is on resin. Give us this day our daily tip, and forgive us our poor edge highlighting. As we forgive those who bring unpainted armies, lead us not into math hammer, but fully closed armies. All praise, Null Noil. And welcome back. We're gonna uh, little what, what I call the the Sheboygans. No, that no, was, I don't even a, know what you said. It was just yeah. ludicrousness that came out of your mouth. Uh, we're just gonna talk about our hobby and shame progress. So, well, not progress. End oh, yeah. of shame. End of shame. End of shame. So nothing we, is more shameful. Shame is finished. We're gonna talk about if we all are winners or or losers, and talk about our next round of shame. So yes, yeah, yes, yeah. But first, we must get to the hobby. So uh, who wants to go first? 
I could go first. Mine's pretty light. Okay. Teo, what's been going on? Well, uh, zero painting. Zero painting? Uh, I, but I, fi- well, I had finished it a long time ago, last, before we last recorded, but all of my EC is weathered. Sweet. So they're all done. Excellent. I've just been building a bunch, so I ha- now have like 70 graze layers all built. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I do not, I do not look, I don't envy you painting all those, dude, but if anyone's going to uh, do it. They're already all base coated. <laughs> of course they are. <laughs> I did it uh, in like, I did it in five minutes. I just looked at them. <laughs> they were great. <laughs> Done. Uh, but I've been going through all of my closets and stuff and getting rid of every extra hobby stuff. And so I ended up trading uh, some stuff and I got another like 2,000 points of four- heresy space missiles coming. Jesus. Like, what kind of stuff did you trade? Like, uh, more grace layers, 10 more of the firing guard terminators. No, but what did you, what did you trade it for? Were you, like old 40 uh, army. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I'll have about, yeah, 52 to 5,500 points of wolves now. That is, and it's, and it's like 90% infantry. That's crazy, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I only have two tanks in the army and it's a Falcon, Falchion and a Melkador. Do you have Russ? Uh, I'll, I'll, Russ is in the trade. Yeah. Russ and his dogs. Sweet, man. So, uh, yeah, I traded a bunch of that stuff, so there's going to be a lot of wolf boys now. Um, the other thing, I, my hobby stuff hasn't been doing a lot because I've been working on, like, my life stuff and mainly, again, still music. But uh, some great news. Uh, I'm going to be debt-free in, like, six months. Bam. Uh, which is ridiculous, and I don't know what to do with myself, but I'm debating on buying don't myself. Don't build up more debt. No. <laughs> Pro tip. Pro tip. Pro tip. <laughs> uh, I am debating on buying myself a, a pretty heresy present. Mm-hmm. Something big, something crazy. Don't go so into like more, more debt. debt. <laughs> no. Um, and then there's like a bunch of other things, like reinvesting into my company, or maybe like saving money to buy a house in the next two years. Oh yeah, yeah. So there's like that kind of stuff. Uh, actually, uh, well, I guess it depends on when this gets released. Felix wants a new house. That's, that's yeah. Felix wants a new house. <laughs> but tomorrow, so if this was released within the next few days, yeah, I won't know it. But tomorrow. I have the uh, my local city's is having its business awards, oh, and yeah, my food right. truck is uh, it's tomorrow for me here. Yes, but uh, in I'm in the top four category for new small business. Yeah, so buddy, if I win an award. Nice. My uh, yeah. my buddy actually won ten grand doing that here locally. Oh, really? He opened up mm-hmm. a uh, jewelry store, and then he got featured in some like it was like a Times Colonist article. Okay. Yeah, he won the freaking award, won ten thousand dollars towards the business. Pretty awesome. Man, how yeah. much Forge World did he buy with that? Well, he's not. A, he's he's not cool enough to play. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but he uh, would yeah. be cool if he if he played because then he could combine the hobby and jewelry, and he could just oh, be like have sure. a be, be, be bedazzled. Bear, the garish. Yeah, <laughs> definitely be an emperor's children. Like, <laughs> he's got real diamonds and gold on his miniatures. Yeah. <laughs> it's all no, it's just all of the like. Um, the Eldar 
pre or the psychers once they turn into crystallized trees. It's just yeah. all, like all jewels. He's like, yeah. yeah, you win, but mine's prettier than yours. <laughs> and well, way my more. RV's worth ten thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sweet uh, so man. Yeah. Well, like, I, uh, fingers crossed for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, hopefully I win. Obviously, uh, I was I spent the whole day seeing if I could track down a burgundy red suit to wear at the ceremony. <laughs> uh, so that if I because I was looking at the pictures of all like the previous year's winners, and it's always old dudes in gray suits. Oh, uh, dude, you should show up in your bocce tea gear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh god what have we done (laughs) yeah so i wanted to buy like a really just bold red suit and just let my hair so like majorly unabashed and just let it like flow oh see dude why don't you frost your tips now (laughs) before (laughs) just the pre-frosted tips just the pre-frosted yeah yeah so it's just a taste just uh, regardless i think i'm gonna buy a red suit and rock it hard well I support this as a man that owns a burgundy red suit. Do you own a burgundy red suit? Hell yes. It's a wedding it's, suit, it's man. It's my wedding suit, man. Oh, yeah, I guess yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you can fit into it properly again. I can. I can yeah. fit into it now. Yeah. Best at all. What's that? You're a uh, you're, uh, trim 175 pounds right now? I'm a trim 172. That's crazy. Nice. I know, man. It's like ridiculous. Beef tits are gone. <laughs> Dropped. Uh, no more bitch tits for AJ. Um, I... Uh, uh, last way hobby is I've gotten pretty good at playing arpeggios on the guitar. Well, I don't know if that's directly our hobby, but no, music but hobby, hobby. Yeah, I, I can appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, John. Yeah. Um, what's going on in in the in the West Hood? I feel like I got a fair bit done, you know, for not being like huge. Yeah, you've been cranking out some. So, I've been seeing a lot of picture drops. Yeah. Happening. So last year, when I sort of revamped my green mm-hmm. scheme, because you kind of, and I'm glad you did this, because I had this shitty green. You were using, using the shittiest fucking shittiest paint. paint. It was like because dollar at, store because paint. At the time, there was there was literally nothing I could find to approximate sense of horse green. So I know. I just had to. Make I judged you super hard though. Like is when we first met, and I'm like, what the fuck is this, dude? <laughs> like, no, no, no. We're going to BC Shavers, and we're gonna find you a green. <laughs> yeah. So I found uh, I found a standing green. Green, which is like foul green at BC Shavers, and and since then I've kind of updated it a little bit, where I've sort of combined it with the Sons of Horus. Post CK Studios, you tweaked it, right? Uh, yeah, when I got the dropper bottles, because then I could sort of like mix it. It right. sucks because the other color that I use for it is a Forge World color, which is discontinued. So I'm going to eventually. Just you wait. I. Just you wait. I really hope that's. A They're good. coming. I They're hope coming so. back. That's what that's what the rumors are. I really hope so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I kind of started revamping my Sons of Horus at that time, and I sort of decided that I wanted to just, just spend a little more time on them and, and make them look nicer. So one of the first units that I ended up doing when I got that green was actually a unit of uh, Volkite support squad. Shoom, shoom. And I love Volkite, you know this. Yes, I uh, do. It's a fucking, it's just really fun on the table. So I basically like cranked through these guys but i only got eight of them done and i actually i was only ever using eight and i had these like two stragglers that were just like <laughs> i could just i just never got around to doing them so 
I finally, I was sitting there and my, so I guess actually the biggest thing of my hobby progress is, is my airbrush is kaput right now. Yeah. I've had to buy like a million parts and, and bought the wrong parts and it seems now like it might be that the seal inside is fucked up and I might have to get some beeswax to see if that fixes it. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. Christ. It's been really frustrating. <laughs> but, uh, so I basically just have been having to work on backlog and then, um, I came here and obviously did a little use, bit of airbrushing as mine, well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so I went back on those guy, the last two guys, and they had been uh, base coated. And I basically went back and I base coated them a little bit more to make sure that they were like more well covered. And I went right. through and I uh, I did them in sort of my updated, my more updated since the CK Studios Tons of Horus yeah. scheme. And like, it's real weird because they look better than the rest. And it's like it's literally like. Is it bugging you now? Yeah, it's that a little. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like I was looking at the original ones. And I was like, man, I, I was pretty happy with these guys like a year ago, and now suddenly it's like my painting right now is my skill is increasing so quickly that it's becoming like weird to look at models where it's like, dude, every time I do a new uh, a new model, it looks like noticeably better than the one before. Yeah. It's weird. You're, it's definitely been increasing. And just, I'm sure if like Caleb's listening to this, as you just said that, he's probably just like nodding his head and grinning with <laughs> yeah. a big ass grin. Well, and that's the thing. So I, you know, I've been, I've been sort of more, I appreciate the CK studios course, the more that, uh, the the, law, the more distance that I get away from it, the more I appreciate it. Because even if it's not necessarily necessarily about uh, all just about the skills that I learned there, it's about the feeling of feeling proud of my models and actually putting in more time and just being like I'm painting a little bit more like you right now, which is which is pretty cool. So. Uh, yeah, so those guys look great. Like, they're just two infantry dudes, but they yep. look awesome. And then I went back and uh, I uh, also did the entire squad. I, I did the um, transfers on them. So they're okay. uh, they're awesome now. Like, I've, I've sort of, I've, like, hardline like, this is how my Sons of Horus are going to be now. I have an exact, like, way that I want to do the uh, the markings on them. So, like, I went through and I did, like, the, the veteran guy has, like, the red shoulder pad. So he has the veteran C marker on the okay. one shoulder pad. And then the other ones all have the green shoulder pads. And then they have, like, the eye of Horus on one side. And then that, like, circular eye of Horus on the other side. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so they look awesome. And then, uh, yeah. After that, I got a little crazy, and so I had this contemptor that I've been working on for a while. I had the base coats done on it. Uh, I was my updated black scheme. You've you know you you've seen it, uh, not in person, but you'd seen no, it. No, I've seen it. You you brought you brought some of the guys over when uh, you brought your land raider over. Oh, I don't. Maybe. Oh, maybe. I can't remember. Did, did you, you did. see it? Yeah. It's finished? Okay, yeah. So Maybe not finished, but I saw it okay, once I, you had I, done I the black. I don't think you saw it finished. Okay. So I went through and I basically cranked that fucker out in a boat. It was a good I'm like, I really like painting, painting Dreadnoughts as models, I've said a million times, but usually when I get going on them, like especially Dreadnoughts specifically, I just like go. Well, that's done. that like, seems to be more of your trend lately. Like it seems like you're... Like it's the same thing with Scoria. Like you're you're yeah. starting to like hop on a model and just that one model just follow, cranking through it. I follow like that's and that's what the way that I find my painting to be the most effective is just sort of to right now is to go where the wind takes me because the thing is is if I tell myself that I'm going to paint like these specific models and I you know I a lot of times I hum and haw and I don't get I don't get to it because I just don't really feel like painting those models at the time so right, right now I'm just sort of I'm like okay like I'm feeling really good because I'm working my sons of horse again so I cranked out the dreadnought I'm really happy with this thing it looks 
way better than my CK Studios Dreadnought, and I re- I'm really proud of it. I actually think it is one of the best models that I've done. Nice. It's like it looks sick. Like you, I think when you see it in person, you'll you'll be pretty impressed now that it's finished. Like uh, it has the really like good uh, exactly what I've been wanting from the blacks, which is lots of contrast. I want right. it to be very dark, and with the black, to, the highlights to be sort of subtle. But then it has like the highlight lines. You know, they pick up the detail, but it's still a very dark model. The metallics are very dark. Um, the uh, the the glow effects are quite subtle on like the the graviton guns and stuff like yeah. that. So yeah, super happy with it. And it's got like the awesome running pose. And I've like magnetized a fucking uh, a, uh, Blood Angels legionary that the, the contemptors like grabbed and like crushed the life out from him and like yeah. shots so, fired. So everyone everyone who's <laughs> on the Facebook page has seen this thing. Um, you should just like go onto like a China cast and just buy try to get that same model that same dead dude and just make a whole bunch of them <laughs> so you've got like 18 different versions of them <laughs> and just like fair, who I, am I playing now I do I, I may or may not have already sort of done this I have okay. I have a number of these dead oh really boxes, which is like <laughs> yeah like that's where I got the one that's on my on my Thanatar as well okay yeah so finish that uh, and then next in line was this was really awesome super happy again uh i finished my uh land raiders so i had a i for a long time i've had like i have four fucking land raiders and i've only had one that's painted and um i was like okay i i just need to like get this one done so basically what happened was i made this cool i made a really cool list before book eight came out and i saw there was a dreadnought the new dreadnought console yeah yeah and also that they had like buffed the Sakaran Punisher to make it not a piece of shit. <laughs> so I already wanted to use the Sakaran Punisher in this list, but then when they actually changed the rules to make it like viable, I, w- I got really excited. I was like, all right, this is, I'm going to make a list that has all the things that I wanted. And what so, was that change? How did they change it that made it, so makes it more, because they can do, which is okay. the coolest name for a rule ever. <laughs> it's fucking badass. Uh, it, instead of, so before, if it didn't move and use Rolling Thunder, it couldn't shoot the next turn. It couldn't shoot the Punisher. So oh, it okay. It was useless. Yeah, yeah. It'd be like, oh, I fired off Rending, and then you're, you're just not going to get to shoot again because it's next turn it's going to stand there, get blown With up. With its dick in And then, like, it's maybe, and then like, not shoot, and then like maybe the turn after it'll get to shoot. So now I can do it every turn, which is awesome. Um, and I actually got to put that to use, so I will, and I will cover that more in the future here in the, okay. in the segment. But, yeah, so... Um, a lot better now. So I basically made I made a list for World uh, for Weekend Warriors Two, which is coming up this uh, Saturday. Yep. And um, I, I fit everything I wanted in it. So it was like I want my Just Aaron. It's going to be all Terminators. It's just going to be a fucking total John list. All Terminators. <laughs> uh, I want to get two Land Raiders in it. I want to get a Spartan in it. I want to get the new Dreadnought console in it. Oh. Contemptors and uh, a Sakaran Punisher. And I really wanted to get my Derrideo in there, and I managed to fit that in there, too. Sweet, man. So it's like exactly the list that I wanted. So I, I was looking at it. I was like, well, I could do this. It's like, you know, I have a, I have a Tech Marine that can have as a stand-in for the uh, console for the Dreadnought. I, it was tabletop, yeah. so I was like, I was pretty calm. I was just like, whatever, I can I can play this thing the way it is. I don't really care. It's not like super great looking, but like it's it's tabletop enough, you know. And then uh, so I, f- I had already finished the Dreadnought. Then I was like, okay, I want to see how how I could make this this fucking Land Raider look in the black and red scheme. Yeah. So I did that. I think it turned out really. It good. turned out really well. You did that over here, and like, yeah, that was. Wait the till first... you see what it looks like now with the transfers. Well, I've seen the oh, yeah, not in the flesh, but I've seen the pictures oh, yeah, of it, right? Enough. But just even that's when I like really saw like, wow, you've really improved your black scheme and just the the yeah, the tones of it, it and. Like, 
good. And especially on flat panels like that, yeah. like that's where I struggle. Black's hard to do, man. Yeah. It really is. Like I see, I, and the thing is, is that my Just Aaron scheme, these are like my favorite models and stuff. And like I, for a long time, it's in the vehicles. It's like it's so hard to make black vehicles look good because they just look so flat usually. So yeah, you it, you're, you got the depth figuring down the red for sure. too, making the red look like it pops and having it sort of shift and I and that was great. They're painting the Legio Mortis because it taught me a lot of that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, got the Land Raider done. Um, and then uh, the other night, I got pretty crazy, and I just like for whatever reason I was sitting there my airbrush is broken it's actually been kind of good for my hobby because I'm just like picking up models that are already base coated and just like finishing them yeah. so I had this freaking Forge Lord sitting there and I was like you know what let's this get her done this guy's a cool model like <laughs> let's just get it done so I painted it over the course of about four hours it looks really good for my skill <laughs> like I'm like I was a little taken aback when I finished it I was like I cannot believe I made this thing look this good because it looks so shitty before <laughs> it, <laughs> like, it starts to have it man like it's the same thing it's once you get working with like this wasn't this is is an airbrush or not, airbrush, not no. none of it none of the base goes oh okay no it was just literally I'm just getting cleaner and I'm figuring out my technique and I'm figuring right. out the exact order that I like to do things were you and I had using your brushes. Windsor New- Newtons uh, I was using my Windsor Newton and then I have an okay sort of like cheapish brush that I got from BC Shavers that I was also using but right. I did get that puck of that cleaner stuff and I'm finding it's really helping yeah so thank you Teo for that information because that's uh, been pretty fucking useful yeah well definitely yeah keeping uh, those brushes on a good state like, yeah, well, Teo's been like Teo. You've been bugging me for so long about you, you know you should be trying these better bu- brushes, and I, mm-hmm. and I and you and I were both on the same page. Be like, well, we like use these regular brushes, and they're they we, we, they're always shitty, and that you're like <laughs> pulling your hair, being that that's because they're shitty brushes. Like, just, whoa, Teo, whoa, 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 what's going on? What's going on there? Did you have an earthquake? I did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was just pushing Helix off of my keyboard. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so uh, where was I? Was I, I? So I finished the Forge, oh, yeah, I finished Forge the Lord. Forge Lord, and then uh, I got real crazy. And so I have made this list that is the next. So this is what I'm finding is helping my hobby progress right now is if I make lists and then I build towards painting those lists. Yes. Too. So I wanted to do a list. For my Sons of Horus, a style that I've never done before, which is very um, infantry heavy, and it focuses on I call it my eradication list. So it's essentially okay. the like thematically, it is like this is the most brutal, grim, dark Sons of Horus list. Like it is literally just like we're we're using all the most potent shit and the most ruthless dudes and it's all infantry and it's all rad grenades and it's all Volkite. So the list is basically centered around, um, I wanted to have a list that had a bunch of Reavers in it and I wanted to have a list that had, uh, that made use of Reavers in tag team with, um, destroyers. And I wanted to work a Moritat into the list. I wanted to work a um, Herald into the list. Okay. Because I have a Herald model. He's not painted. It's a sick model, though, and I, I just wanted an excuse to do it up and have it with my Reavers because it's, it's from the Sons of Horus Command Squad. 
uh, kit. I don't know if you've seen them. It is one yeah, of the yeah. best kits that yeah, Borgia has no, done. They look gorgeous. With the banner guy, right? The banner yeah, guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I got, I have him, and then I have the other guy, too, who's, like, my chieftain. And then, uh, yeah, I worked at a Mortad, and then I decided I was like, well, this is a good excuse to run Black Reaving, because then I can get all the uh, infantry, or all the Reavers to be troops. Usually I do that with Malgahurst, but this time I was like, I know, I want to, like, I, I want to fucking use this heroin. Right, I gotta yeah. figure out a way to make these, so... I managed to, like, make a Black Reaving list, which is not a very good right of war, but it's, like, it's thematic and it's cool. So I was like, okay, I'll, I can fit uh, a Master Signals in there. I think Master Signals are generally pretty good. They buff them so they can move and use their um, the environments, yeah. so that helps. So the list is basically, like, I think it's, like, 35 Reavers, um, a squad of uh, Destroyers with a Mortat, um, five Just Aaron and a Pod... Um, there's a Storm Eagle carrying, like, 11 Reavers. I guess it's 36 Reavers. 11 Reavers and a Storm Eagle with a Herald. Okay. A uh, heavy support Volkite squad. Shoom, shoom. A uh, tactical support squad with Volkite. In shoom, a shoom. Uh, one of the Reaver squads is, has uh, Bane Strike Bolters, and they're in a Rhino. And then the other Reaver squad is uh, a giant... Um, just your huge squad, just the that, huge yeah, squad that, that I usually run, run and they're going to be out flanking and they have a, an apothecary with them. I love that you just like, you, you're not giving up on them. You're just like, no, I'm going to make them work. Well, <laughs> so the thing is, is that the, the styles of lists that I usually play do not cater to them because they are they are usually the only like walking infantry right. in the army. So now it's like, hopefully, that I'd have a sh- this list is like so much outflanking. Like the destroyers are outflanking. The the only thing that I that I can think of that's not outflanking is the heavy support squad. The the uh, Volkite squad and like, actually the Storm Eagle is able to outflank as well. Yeah, so, so it's pretty yeah, much it's most of it. <laughs> yeah, so, and then uh, the, the Just Aaron to come down turn one, which are also not outflanking, obviously. So hopefully my list can survive for the first turn and not get tabled. But uh, right. if that happens, if it, if, it, if it works out, then yeah, it should be a cool Just re-rack and play another game quick, given yeah. that you take the loss. You know? So I'm getting really, really <laughs> excited about this. They buffed Destroyers. I've always wanted an excuse to try destroyers. I think they're sick models, and and I've been getting really excited about like um, I had this idea of like how do I want to paint my destroyers? How do I want to do the markings? And how do I want to make them like different from like the rest of my infantry? So I had the idea of like see kids thinking about theme <laughs> exactly, before like, painting thematically. <laughs> so I I came up with the idea that like this would be a really good excuse to use chipping effects because mm-hmm. the units that run with rad grenades it explains in the fluff that like there are their uh their paints their armor chips yeah and, so yeah. i had a i had a moratat model that i've already bought i built them with a plasma pistol and a uh uh volkite pistol because i wanted the best of both worlds because i love volkite but i'm not gonna go crazy and go to volkite because it's just you know it's kind of like eh for, okay. for double. <laughs> okay. I was rolling it out and I was like, ah, these things just aren't good enough. I didn't know like you work. could take one or the other. I thought it was just like double no, plus. Okay, do I didn't know right. that. So it's like a nice, you know, it's a nice medium. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I started, I, I was like, okay, I, c- I could do this guy. Like, uh, I got my airbrush to work for long enough that I could undercoat him. So I sprayed him, sprayed him, undercoated him, and then I just started going on him and basically like, Four hours later, right after the Forge Lord got him done, he looks fucking awesome. I'm, like, really happy with him. So he's kind of like a, a, an indication of where, where, where I'm going now. Like, uh, I've got the, the Reavers sort of uh, next next in line for my Sons of Horus, and then the Destroyers 
and um, which you just got today. Which I just got today. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and then also I actually picked up the uh, I picked up the Paravian model, and I picked up the uh, Tech Marine. Tech Marine. Yeah. So the Tech Marine, I'm planning. I'm going to get a mace for him, and I'm going to run him as the uh, Kit Bash him into the Dreadnought console. Right. And then yeah, so super awesome. And then uh, other than that, yeah, I read uh, Ruinstorm in theme because I wanted to kind of get in the mood for book eight. Okay. Uh, I heard that Ruinstorm was a bad book. It's actually not a bad book in my opinion. It's yeah, it's, pretty, it's one of those that I've good. heard like it's people are on either side. Of I it. think the people who don't like it probably don't like it because it's so out there. But I think if you just accept that it's supposed to be demons and like crazy, it's really supposed to be just in the most insane shit. Sounds and like I'd like it. it, it it's actually <laughs> cool. It's like a bro, like all three of the you know, it's it's Gilliman and Sanguinius and uh, the Lion doing their thing. Um, so yeah, that was pretty good i enjoyed that uh that all that gives you some insight into like sanguinis's character too it's kind of it's it's actually a more important book than than i think some people get to give it credit for because it really does like emphasize why sanguinis especially like if you read the, the titan death his character is like super like somber and down in that book and this gives you like more of a reason as to like why he's that way because he's he's going through some shit so um, pretty good. Uh, and then I, I actually, I found this uh, new podcast called, uh, Echoes from the Wasteland. I was just listening to that. Oh yeah. I haven't heard of that just, one. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, um, a couple guys, uh, I, I'm not sure of the, of, uh, I forget the one, the one, one guy's name, but yeah, there's two, uh, two Australian dudes just seem like cool guys. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've interacted <laughs> with Jackie on, uh on instagram a fair bit he does he has a gorgeous uh oh so they're from wasteland on australia yeah, ah yeah, this yeah, all yeah. makes sense yeah. okay so, tim look what you've ja- done jackie has like a gorgeous uh uh volpa army of legio volpa? legio volpa oh okay and yeah he has he his stuff is incredible he also has this uh insanely nice death guard army his painting is fucking next level sweet and then he has this uh you've probably seen it the uh Porphyrion that's like it's like blue and white. It's like a dark blue and white and oh, it yeah. has like spikes and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, I totally know that one. Like, yeah, it's that's his? Like the, the Mars sort of like Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's his. So, okay, cool. Yeah. Super, super cool. So yeah, I listen to that. Not all their podcasts seem to work or not all their episodes seem to work, so I'm gonna I might put you in contact with them to like see if just if just so you can explain how you upload our, our I, my eyes just go wide in just fear. So you, just like, so you can explain how you upload our, our episodes because I don't know. I'm like, I'm like he's like asking me questions. I'm like I don't know. Be like the but blind I'm, leading the blind. I, I remember just yeah, being like calling trying. Teo and be like I don't know how I did it, but I did it. <laughs> and we still have to do that half the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And then uh, I. Obviously, I read through as much of Book 8 as I have been able to. Yeah. Um, I basically skimmed through all the rules. The only thing I well, let's, let's, that... Let's save all the Book 8 no, no, stuff. No, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I, but yeah, yeah. And I'm just... I'm I'm in the, currently in the state of like... I'm on like on page like 50 or something. And I'm actually reading through all of it. Oh, actually going through it now. Yeah, so, okay. So, uh, and then uh, the last but not least thing is uh, I went over to Jeremy's and I played my uh, Weekend Warriors 2 list. Yeah. Which is the dreadnoughts and all that, yeah, yeah. And, can, and yeah, and against his corn demons, so I got to test them out, and uh, that was an interesting. Let's, yeah, let's very just fun game. 
let's not get into we can maybe get into the okay, details sure, when we sure, we sure. dive into like the actual sure. demon talk because we de- are definitely going to be talking demons so yeah i'm uh yeah because i haven't heard your full I, debrief so all i will say about that is that uh my sakaran finally did something Yay! <laughs> Sweet man. All right. Well, you I, you've been busy. I like. You've been terrible. It's crazy. I don't know how I've been. Like we haven't recorded in I guess what like maybe three weeks or something. And I, I was looking at this and putting it together, and I'm just like Jesus Christ. I don't know how I've done all this because I've been so busy with the house as well. But like if we if we could. If I was talking about like hobby progress, including moving fucking dirt in my backyard, boys, we'd be here t- for oh like God. hours just talking about moving dirt. Yeah, let me tell you. And working on his old thigh blaster. Oh yeah, man, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be ripped, ripped. by I'm gonna be ripped by the fall just doing all this work in my backyard, dropping all these pounds, just getting jacked. I'm just gonna be like a golden bronze god like Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so um. Yeah, it's the be, bronze otter. The bronze otter, yes. Oh man, that I should, I should. Act, I've been actually looking for otter type things now, yeah, yeah. just to just to like display. If I could find a little otter statue, I'd definitely bronze it and move That'd it in be here. Sweet, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> so um, yeah, maybe we'll talk about the otter, Dan. We'll start there. So I, I've actually, I think re. I've, like, moved things around, I think, twice since we last recorded, and now I've finally, I think, settled on, like, the light, the, this round of moving things around, I think, now works. I move, like, the glass cabinets around, you know, gives, I think, just, like, a little bit more space in here. John's now got, like, a little L-shaped desk to him, so he can be recording and then shift over 90 degrees and then be airbrushing. It's super cozy in here. It's getting better now that it's not, like, as frigid, even that we live in Victoria and it doesn't really get frigid, but it was cold down here and I had to use a little space heater. I'm just so excited to just sip whiskey in here and, like... Ooh, I bought a, I bought a thing of bourbon. It's upstairs, which I need to bring down here, which we should be drinking right now, but someone's not, someone's not, someone's not drinking bourbon right now. Saturday, baby. Yeah, okay. So... Bourbon. I also picked up some more shelving for the train shelves, which kind of sucks because I kind of have to disassemble them to add more shelves but i've packed up for weekend warriors too so now is the perfect time to add more shelves so i'll probably do that sometime next week i my wife and i have been looking for a whole bunch of stuff for the house so we went to this um this antique store looking for whatever and i'm walking along and i do this total double take and ended up finding tail i don't even know if you've seen this yet but Maybe you can see it on on the webcam, but it's this little shelving unit with all these little, you know, cubbies that are perfect for a painting rack. So I've been able to move all my paints into and this system. And that way, system. Norbert can't pee on them. Norbert can't pee on them. She's not big enough to get into said little boxes. And then I just need to get my lovely wife to make little labels because I, there's, like, a little cubby for blue and a cubby for green and red and, like, all that kind of stuff. So Aww, she's actually geez. more stoked about it than I am, which is awesome. She's, like, it. She's she keeps referring it to it like the rug in the big Lebowski. It's, like, it really just brings the whole room together. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty stoked on that. 
and stoked that she's like really excited about my painting shelf, which is kind of bizarre. Um, another thing I did is I finally built the painting rack that I got from the DMD raffle that I won last year. So I built it. It's holding all my Vallejo stuff. I think I'm going to get maybe like one or two more. Oh, is this it? Yeah, that thing there. Nice. And it's got like the little shelf there. So I'm going to. I think I'm going to put them up on the wall here eventually. What's that? that the yeah. Rack? And maybe get another one, and that will become my, like, Vallejo rack. Yeah, next to all the pictures of dicks. Next to all the pictures of dicks, yes. Nice. Um, so uh, that's been cool. Thanks to uh, the Varangian boys for that. Um, like John, I finally went out and bought some Winsor Newton brushes and soap, and, like, my good God, those brushes are a game changer. Like, just... Just they're simple, like they're they hold more stuff. Like they're they're so nice. They're so nice. They and that beard soap, man. That soap for cleaning the brushes helps so much. Yeah, even so, I I literally went through the thing that Teo said, where like you let you let a. Oh, Teo! What's what's going on? Mute. Going through the. (laughs) So yeah, yeah. I I went through that thing that Teo was talking about, where you let a dry brush dry, and then like you're like fuck. All right, sorry about that. Little uh, technical difficulties. Little technical difficulties there. So yeah, just the the brushes are like awesome. And doing you were yeah, saying so doing the soap. I had like a br- like you see that big tank brush right there. Oh I yeah, had yeah. A brush like that. that big I flat let, brush. That I let dry. Yeah. And I was like, well, for fuck's sake, it's like a, it's like a new brush. I was like, god damn it, like. And then I was like, well, I'm gonna try the tail strategy, and I just like kind of like warmed it up and like kind of started working in it in the soap and yeah. did it three times, and now it's good as new. And I was like, holy shit, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've been meaning to do the exact same thing. I just need to sit down and go through like my Every good brush. brush. Yeah, because one thing that I did as well, like just going through all my hobby stuff, is I put all my good brushes in one jar, and then I've got all my shit brushes in another one. That's so good, yeah. it's like very clear what's the bitch brushes and what's the good ones. But uh, yeah, the bitch brushes, the bitch brushes. Yeah, exactly. The bitch tip brushes. You know the terrain brushes. They just whatever. Um, so yeah. Um, then let's talk about at tiles. So. John, you came over. I I started just cranking these suckers out. Um, One morning, I woke up at like 5.30 in the morning on a Saturday and just like wide awake. And so I came downstairs and started airbrushing tiles. And it started like this dark last two weeks where I turned on Netflix while I was doing it. And the new Motley Crue movie came out. And I have a problem with Motley (laughs) Crue because I love it. But it's like it's an STD. And, like, sometimes there's flare-ups where you, you, you listen to a little bit of Motley and it just, it, you know, you, the next two weeks, it's just, you are you know, you just got to kickstart your heart the whole time, right? So, <laughs> yeah, I definitely came over and you were like, just, I'm trying to listen to Motley Crue. And I was yeah. like, well, I didn't know you listened to Motley Crue. Interesting. Oh, yeah. Lo- love it. So, basically, the crew, like, fueled me painting most of these tiles. John came over and helped me put down some base coats on a bunch of them and, worked out some of the colors you were there from like the beginning of actually like figuring out how we're going to paint these things so i really I need, appreciate I that apologize because like i my my airbrush work was like fairly sloppy yeah, and now fine. i know why, why? <laughs> so, like, for all the like 
around the edges stuff. I hope you know that wasn't my accident. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I've, I've gone over, like, most of that stuff of just t- tidying it up because I knew you were, you were, that was when you were like, okay, something's wrong, and you were getting so pissed at it. But, um, yeah, so I, like, put in some solid hours into those. I, I with the book eight order, I picked up another tile, so now I can do a full six by four. It's almost, comp- all six of the tiles are almost completely painted. So at least four of them are ready for the event this weekend. Um, what else have I been doing? Uh, oh, yeah. So in the middle of all, painting all that, I was just like, I kind of want to paint a Realm of Battle tile set. So I pulled out the Realm of Battle <laughs> stuff and made a huge uh, Realm of Battle um, tile set for a future campaign. It's kind of like a mechanic. That's insane. You did, that looks so good. You <laughs> did such a good job on that. And Thanks, man. And fucking weird, like, water, like, I don't even know what it's you like, call it. Like, it's a swamp river, swamp kind effect. of like. It's so good. Yeah, so I, it's it's kind of like, you know, we could use it for for AT. We could use it for 30K. We'll like, probably bring it to the Deuce has Gone Wild and we've kind of just like <laughs> it may or may not be like relevant to like what's actually going on. And yeah. they just sit up there to make it look cool. Yeah, John's like, you, you, we need to bring this to the Deuce. I'm like, I don't even know how we integrate this. He's like, I don't care. It doesn't need to make sense. We just, it looks too cool not to exactly. use. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, that was just like, you know, sudden fueled hobby so got that done uh then i started painting or building all of the war games tournament stuff that we got we were supposed to get for the last event but arrived the day after the event so finally started putting that together i've gotten most of it built there's it looks like there's a couple missing pieces so i've sent off uh i sent off an email today about that it's really good it's pretty Fucking cool. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome because I'm gonna use it. It can be like it's gonna be really dense and use it with the old pop can stuff that I got from LBO, that MDF stuff. Combine it all together and then I can use it for 30k or Necromunda. Um, So started getting on doing that. Got it all primed. Now I just need to set up a little phone chat date with Mr. Komen so he can give me some tips and we can talk. Yeah, as you were thinking about doing it like. Uh, was it? Were you, were you gonna try and do the rust thing? I'm gonna do it like yeah, super grungy, yeah, like awesome. very grim industrial kind of kind of look to it. Um, so then, speaking of Necromunda, I picked up like a gang of Cador. So I'm gonna do like very themed bomb rats. Got a whole bunch of those guys. <laughs> I've been so tempted to pick up Necromunda a few oh, times. Man. Yeah, Eric is being whispering in my ear for months, and finally pulled the trigger. On that, so I've got, you know, upgrade kits. I've got everything to do. One fully kitted um, army or army gang with a bunch of bomb rats. So looking forward to getting into that. And that'll be fun because I'm going to use it as just like my in-between models. Like, oh, I need a little break from painting Alpha Legion or whatever. Much and, of them and, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's a lower. Well, I did go whole hog into it. But anyway, <laughs> as I usually do. And then, obviously, Book 8 dropped, uh, and I'm not going to get into this in details, but I went straight to the demons and got a huge demon boner and ended up doing a huge purchase of stuff to expand my Nurgle army, including the big Forge World demon, uh, Corbax, uh, a Crom-like big demon, two boxes of Nurglings, two boxes of Plague Drones. Yeah, oh yeah. And then I got three of those Nurgle trees. Yes. And I'm going to use those yes. as my portals. I'm going to put so them on 130 
uh, mill bases, and then I'm gonna do the swamp Whoa. effects in the whole thing. I'm so happy about this. Yeah, this I'm. This is what I. This is like I'm gonna live vicariously through AJ in my dreams. Cause like <laughs> this is what I want to do, but I just I'm not gonna do it. So and then, <laughs> I want to do it, but I don't want to do it. John's like, yeah. So uh, do you think I could maybe like borrow your army occasionally? <laughs> like I, I don't really want to pay it. But... I was like, I want to play it so bad. Yeah, well, you can for sure. Awesome. And then. Um, Based on obviously the news about the CK Studios um, change in their course of doing the creature caster, I'm definitely going to do the yeah, Nurgle I, demon and add that to it. So it's going to be a lot of demons coming down the pipeline. You, so which which one are you doing? Is it the one that I really like, or is it the? Uh... I haven't decided. There's like the Lord of. There's a plague lord. There's two that look like I could rock Nurgle. There's one that has a scythe and like. His that's face the one. Kind of ghostly. Yeah, like, like, I think that's the one I'm more leaning towards. That's the one I yeah. Really I know, John, I know. It's so hot. So, um, and then I made another order um, using my Cromlech gift certificate that I won for uh, the best painted Loyalist army at Heresy Camp. So I picked up some uh, Skull Drones, which I'm going to use for uh, the Cyber Oculus for my Mechanicum army. I grabbed a Legionary Tech Marine backpack, which I could use for an Archmagos in the future. Uh, picked up the uh, the... The Cromlech Demon and... Oh, they got some pretty good stuff. Oh, and I grabbed uh, some of their Power Fists, which I'm going to use for oh, Solarite Gauntlets. I haven't even seen those. Yeah, I, th- I, I don't know 100% if I'll use them. Like, the pictures look like... At least they're different. They're different than the Power Fist, which I is the main thing have I'm going sc- for. I know we're going to get into this in the Book 8 thing, but have you actually scanned through the Custodes at all? I haven't yet. I no? haven't got there. So I can give you the rundown. Okay, later. sweet. All right, so uh, other than that, I played an awesome game last night with uh, Mr. Eric Prospero Burns, rocked an AT game. Uh, he tabled my ass, but like had... Obviously, any game I ever play with Eric, have a great time. We had an amazing chain reaction uh, thing where, like, we're... uh, God, where's my book? Damn it. I wrote this down. It was, like... It was, like... Anyway, I don't know the exact order, but it was this chain reaction where four Titans got taken down, two uh, Warhounds and two Reavers, and just, like, ended up leaving this huge pile of smoke markers that was just, like, almost the size of a two-by-two tile. It was just, like, the biggest fucking explosion ever. You just, like, nuclear wasted a table portion of the entire table. It, yeah, it was, so it was amazing. What was it that blew up? The Warlord? War? Okay, uh, give me, give me one, one second. You... Because I've had games with AJ where the exact same thing has happened, but never on the scale. Okay, so we had so my reaver, my reaver fisted Eric's warhound that had a plasma, his plasma warhound, and that that then exploded to then kill the war Eric's other warhound that was behind my reaver. Then that Warhound stumbled into Eric's Reaver. <laughs> and then um, and then Eric's Reaver, like, got another round of shots off, like, th- and then that exploded my Reaver, which then exploded the Warhound that stumbled into him, which then exploded his Reaver. So it's just this multi-fucking... <laughs> awesome. So did the, the... When the Warhound stumbled into the Reaver, did it take damage from... 
from the impact hits. And yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, that's so the thing about Titanic is man. That's so cool. it wasn't it wasn't like the complete chain reaction that in one thing it w- did all of them. But if it wasn't yeah. for every single one of those actions, yeah, that awesome. wouldn't have happened. And it was so cool. They it was were probably just, all within a range where the void shields weren't taking it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So. It was uh, it was brutal, and then my like so basically after that the only thing I had on my table was or on my side was my warlord, yeah. and he had been close to my other reaver that blew up that brought him almost all the way to critical in his body. Oh my god! So he had full shields. He was totally healed except for this one explosion, which just fucking wrecked him. And then <laughs> Eric's after this huge explosion, Eric's just like and everything shoots that, and you're dead. Wow. <laughs> so awesome game. Um, Beautiful. I just saw the pictures. I was disappointed. Disappointed you didn't use some of uh, my terrain on the table. But well, I did cool. that for a purpose because I wanted to see what it was like without oh, terrain I to see, see if yeah. we could run it that way this weekend um, to use more terrain on other things. I think I'll put a couple buildings on it, but a really like I, I think it. If we have other ones that are more densely populated, it's like, hey, this is more of like your. Yeah. Out in the open, and it still totally works. Like we we're still getting some uh, cover How'd saves. You find and the movement, and stuff? movement was fine. I had there was a couple areas that get, was a little bit tricky, but overall, like it's not the it's not the board that you want to be doing if you're having like a super competitive game. If yeah, you're, you're gonna try to set it up, and because like, I, I, you took my advice to put that big door thing in the center, and yeah. And I, it was interesting because I was looking at it and I was like, oh, now that I see it, I don't know how I feel about it. How did that work out? I think it worked well yeah. because that was giving a lot of cover okay. and having that center was was good. So I might try to get the other Delta tile done, which is the, the one with the big door, yeah. and try to do two of those with two other tiles. Amazing. But we'll see. So other than that, it's just been preparing for this weekend's uh, Weekend Warriors 2. and I'm so uh, Which I'm stoked for. I think... Uh, Right now we're at 11 tickets sold for 30K and then nine tickets sold for Titanicus. So yeah. unless, if, we have any, if we don't have any more so people, then I'm going to have to play. Yeah. And I'm going to have to play traders, which means I might bring demons. Oh, have you actually uh, written a list? Written a list to yeah, see I have. if you have enough? Yeah. yeah you have oh, enough. yeah. Awesome. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So uh, let's uh, move on to shame. So yes, we have gotten to the end of this uh, quarter's shame, and I'll just quickly run through what was on the docket. So for me, I had to finish building and magnetizing the dread claws for the Alpha Legion project, which I completed. I had to paint all the bases for the Alpha Legion project, which I completed, and I had to paint my Legio for tit- the Titanicus event that I missed, <laughs> which I did, and more. So I'm a big, big winner chicken dinner. Yeah. Johnny, what did you have to get up to? Uh, I had to finish my Titanicus train. You did? I did do that. Um, just give me a sec here. I'm just pulling up the list because I don't actually remember. And your, I can finish it here. And your, your Reaver and your two Warlords. Right. Which you All done. also did. I did a lot more than that too, but. Obviously, but that's yes. not your shame. That was my shame. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And Teo, what about you, buddy? Mine, uh, mine was to weather all of my Emperor's children, which I completed. And you had to get motivated back into the hobby, which you absolutely did as well. And now you're shirtless again, so everything is coming back together. Everything's coming back. So way to go, boys. 
No, no losers. The the cleans clap here. Oh. Um. Only losers from the past. Oh yeah. Well, and yeah. There's definitely gonna be some creed. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm aware of that. (laughs) Uh, All right. So for next uh, quarter shame, it's gonna be from today until before we record for the news. So we'll do. Mm. So it's let's just say like I don't know, and Jan first. Okay. Which is about two weeks before the event. Or no, June that's like... first? Yeah. So, for me, I'm going to finish painting the War Games Tournament table for the deuce. So, that is going to that's be... That's going to be mine. I it's will, not bad. I'll help you with that, though. It's not bad. I, I, especially if I'm rocking some David Coman double action yeah, fucking I don't can be, spray. I, I'm I think. kidding because, like, he seems to crank that shit out so fast. But, like, I will, I'll, I'll be out here and help, too. Well, I'm hoping I'm hoping it's just going to be, like, use the cans for base, base colors and then maybe do, like, a little bit of detail work with the airbrush and sure. then weathering and then that's it. Yeah, totally. Like, keep it simple, stupid. I would expect it. Yeah. So that's my... That's going to be me. John, what about you? Um, I am going to get my Mechanicum done, Mechanicum. obviously, for the Deuce, which is uh, Magos Dominus, and uh, two Castle Locks. That's all I have left to do. Okay. And then um, I'm going to get a minimum of three um, chunks of uh, Sector Mechanicus terrain done. Okay, cool. Uh, tail? Uh, finished painting all 5,000 points of Wolves. All f- 5,000 points? Uh, by the deuce, yeah. Whoa, <laughs> You're a crazy man, but if anyone can do that, it's you. You're a machine. Well, me and Brennan had agreed, and then we're going to try to get Jeremy in it as well, that we're going to try to do some Prospero missions. Ooh. At the deuce. That would be awesome. Yeah. That'd be well, cool. We have had a real lack of that in our group. It's kind of been a bummer. It'd also be cool because it'd be a reason to have custodes. Out yeah. And actually, so break. I could, so like, like, yeah, someone could ally me with custodes, and I'll just have five k of infantry wolves. Crazy. Yeah, the guys at a couple of the guys at uh, Heresy Camp did that and did the epic battle of Magnus and um, Russ fighting in the center of it with That's like awesome. there was it, they were playing it on like an eight by six. It was. Fucking crazy. Did they have like an actual fucking crazy uh, Prospero. Oh, yeah. Full Prospero style board that uh, one of the guys, Andrew, brought like specifically, like, we're going to do this. Like, (laughs) who's up? And yeah, it was very very cool. cool. All right. So we've got the new Shames locked and loaded. Boys, good luck. And uh, I guess we will come back and talk about pictures of dicks or book eight. (laughs) <laughs> which I guess for John is basically just pictures, pictures of, dicks. of dicks. Yes. So uh, be back with pictures of dicks. <laughs> Question mark. Welcome back to the Bot GT. This is the book eight early, well, I guess it's early impressions. Early impressions. Yeah, yeah, early impressions. I, I like that. I'm going to call it a review because that's some bull- We'd be doing it an injustice if we called it. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Uh, well, we've already, we've already established when stuff gets released, we just give our little synopsis. We don't go in depth at all. There's well, better podcasts doing it for way better either. work. Yeah, exactly. Don't listen to us for that guy. Yeah. So. Yeah, so uh, I think um, the book has been a basically uh, very exciting because me and AJ both, like, I was expect. well, okay, AJ was, ha- was like, well, oh, maybe it'll show up on Friday. I was like, there's no fucking way, dude. Like, my mind w- was like, it- it's going to ship Friday and I'm not going to get it till like, next Thursday. No, That's really what I had in my mind. Yeah. So when I showed up and my fucking book was on my door, I was like, holy crap. Yeah. So that was pretty sweet. So we basically had about a week to kind of go through bits and bobs, maybe, like, obviously less than a week. But yeah, I've, I've, like, been so, like, I... Ariel when like Ariel came home at the same time that I was arriving and I like put a little video up on the on the Facebook so she literally came in as I'm recording that and she knew exactly what was going on and that it was the book and she had like all these chores that were set up for us to do and she's like oh no man like (laughs) I'm like "Uh, don't worry I'll put it away but like we need to get this stuff done immediately and then I'm going to the basement and like don't talk to me (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was a similar thing, like not not the exact same thing by any means. But like, yeah, Dino knows that I've been waiting for this forever. And I was just like, I'm like, man, I was like, just I was like, just to be clear, my excitement for this is that we have been waiting for more than two fucking years for this book. Like, (laughs) this is a big deal for our little nerd nerd thing. And she's like. I'm going to let you uh, have your time. Yeah. I'm just going to walk slowly backwards, nodding. Uh, John, what are you doing with the coconut oil? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, we have, like, again, we haven't had a ton of time to look at it. But, no. Um, I don't know what your guys' approaches have been. I know, well, I, I know that you went to the demons. I went straight to demons, and I have not really left demons. I've read maybe the first ten pages starting to read okay. through. It and going into the story, which eat like the first two pages, I was like, "Oh man, this is good!" Like That's talking really about the cool. the great lie and yeah, like really cool. and talking about Set the imperial truth. It's very yeah. So I can't. I haven't even gotten to Cygnus or anything. But um, for me, I've just been my orbit's been completely yeah. around the demon section of that book. Hey, what about you? Uh, I've read just most of the White Scar stuff, okay. right? Yeah, not no, no surprises there. <laughs> no, no. So white scar, scars are probably my biggest uh, blind spot. What? The white scars are probably my biggest blind spot in the, in the oh, book. Okay. I've kind of like I've looked at them. Um, I know the Terminators. And I know the con pretty well, but other than yeah. that, I haven't really like gone. Well, I've, I've got some inputs on some uh, of the other things that'll be pretty cool to talk about. Sweet, awesome. Yeah, no, I've I'm going to avoid the white scar section like the plague. So yeah, <laughs> because I kind of like <laughs> I kind of like glanced through the whole book. I went through all the unit the units for pretty much all the units. Yeah. Um, I paid a lot of attention to custodes because I know custodes. I paid a lot of attention to demons and I've paid a fair bit of attention to the blood angels. Okay. So I have like a pretty decent working idea of the lists, but they're pretty complex. There's a lot of like stuff that's, you know, so yeah. And then, um, I went back to the beginning of the book and now I'm actually reading through it just as a book. So I'm on like the 50 something page. I'm just kind of like in the early parts of the Cygnus prime stuff section yeah and um 
It's it's good. It's like uh, yeah, it's really cool. It's fucking good. It's, it, it's very detailed and it's very like it, it's it is that historical sort of fiction thing. It's it's cool, man. Well, yeah. Did you, okay. Question question for you. Did you? What was the first thing you did when you cracked it open? Did you smell it? Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard not to use Ari- to smell it. Ariel, like, witnessed I took it, like, into the car when we went to go do, do like, chores that Friday night. And I'm just like, okay, you're just going to have to witness, like, a major nerd moment here. And it's, it like, open it up and smell yeah. in front of her. And she just, like, had the look of, like, I can't believe I let you fuck me. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh... I think the first thing I really did, though, was just, like, scroll through and look at the color pictures. Just, like, I wanted to see, like, the big... All the... Pla- like the Just the really cool... Yeah, gorgeous, the plates like, and armor. Like, yeah. the cover in person, like, the cover that's in the middle of the book, the, the, the art on the cover. Yeah. It is really good. It's, like... It's, it's awesome. It is really good, but it's surprisingly very, very similar to book two. Yes, it is. Except it doesn't, the, but you can see like the demon faces and stuff. Totally, like obviously that's all different, but it's yeah. it's like a, a you know the, a tank it, instead of the glaive. It's like the Sakaran oh, Punisher, yeah, sure. and there's also sure. like the the Thunderhawk, I mean, and I still love it. I'm just saying it's like interesting. I also think it's cool that they use the new pattern of Thunderhawk in there instead of the old one. Well, of course, I love naturally that. that that new Thunderhawk is a gorgeous model. Yeah, it's so nice. Um, yeah, I know, but, uh, I, I just like, so I have a weird thing with blood angels where like when I was, when I started 40 K, I basically just got my ass kicked by them over and over again. And they became like the sort of like, there was like a, almost like a legacy of just like the blood angels. Like I kind of hated them at first. So like part of when I started playing like the black legion, I was like, fuck blood angels. I'm going to put dead blood angels on everything, you know, like, but, uh, then sort of like. In the heresy, they're supposed to be this, like, really highly lauded legion in a way that's, like, kind of awesome. Like, they're, like, shock and awe. They're, like, the angels, the fucking, like, the actual angels of death. And, um, so I, I, I really like them now, and I really like their scheme, and I really like the, the concept of the f- Cygnus thing, so the angels versus demons, and I also really like the Sakaran Punisher, so it's like, <laughs> like combination of just, like, I love the cover. It's checking the all the boxes yeah. for John. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, do you like, a, do you like guns? Do you like guns with, like, eight barrels? Exactly. Play this army. <laughs> yeah. I'm a bitch for that Sakaran, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like, for, uh, like, my... Like I said, my initial stuff is I haven't even I literally have avoided looking at anything. Like I said, I I'm avoiding the white scars like the plague because I'm scared I'll start wanting to collect them because I already kind of do. I'm, I'm, I'm already on it, show. man. Oh, Dude, I'm already on it. The I'm, I'm dipping into my closet already. Oh, I'm sure you are. I don't. Are you like? Are you gonna like copy some of the schemes in the book? Like some of them are so fucking cool, man. Like. That there's like the one that kind of looks like a digital pattern camera. Yeah, it's like a yeah. dusty kind of like yeah, white, whitey gray. So cool. yeah, so that's yeah. the recon companies. Yeah. yeah, that's so cool. Uh, I actually really like the uh, their black terminators. Yes. Yeah. Totally. See, like, I haven't I haven't seen any oh, of that. Oh, that's awesome. Stuff. Like, yeah, that's the thing. Like they 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 fleshed out their scheme in a really. I was like, damn man, well, you could do a. There's a lot more aggressive red on them than you originally think. Totally. Which yeah. I like. 
I, it's like almost like half and half in a lot of the flyers and stuff. It's really cool. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, I've been like avoiding it just because like my but I just need to be laser focused. I was like, okay, I'm only going to have like one thing that I could actually probably talk about. So I yeah. need to. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, that's, that's supports us not having like a decade long episode. <laughs> yeah. Decade long. Yeah, for sure. Um, so do we, maybe want to, do we want to talk about some demons? I know you've got, had some experience reading through it. Um, I almost, Sure, sure. Okay. Bearing in mind that I'm also going to be talking about a game that I've had. Yeah, totally. So, yeah. Okay, so I think my first initial impressions of the list are just, this is amazing. Like, this is, it's checking tons of boxes. I love the the way that you build lists, that you have all these different, um, where's my book? I should have this so I know the name. Dominions. Uh, The Dominions, exactly. Um, That's my book. Okay. You can use it. <laughs> okay. Well, just you know, keep your pants on. Keep your pants yeah, on. So, so yeah, you've got all the different cool. dominions to be able to choose. Okay. Obviously, there's no mention of any of the gods. There's no mention of Nurgle, of Corn. But you read between the lines, and you know, hey, this one is more of the Nurgle kind of build. This one's yeah. more of the Corn kind of build. There's six dominions. I really appreciate that they did that because, like, I, I don't know. if I think most people know by now that all of the books in Warhammer are written from the Imperial point of view. Exactly. And at well, this and time, they don't know exactly. what the hell they're and facing. That's, dude, that's why demons are lame in 40K, because they're all, like, categorized. It's <laughs> yeah. really, like, it is totally not chaotic. It's the lamest shit in the world. Like, the idea that you're like, oh, we're the warp, and we're just so chaotic, and we're so, like unknowable and just like insane but then it's like oh but we've categorized you into like these like very specific archetypes and we have names for it's fucking goofy so like yeah i love that they have really they 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 feel like an unknown in the book yeah and when like when you're reading through the cygnus stuff they do a really good job of like this isn't attached to the demons thing necessarily directly, but it is in a way because they really do a great job of sort of like, in the way that they know, describe them and in the way that they're they're it's creepy. They're unknowable. They right. come to the planet and they're literally like they there's no signs of any life. They don't know what's going on, and then all of a sudden there's just these crazy ships that like fucking hit the red tier and, it, and the red tier crashes onto the fucking planet yeah. it's fucking crazy dude <laughs> yeah. yeah so there yeah i love it but yeah so you basically the major ways you know it's a it's a set list and every unit's the same no matter which quote unquote god you're going to try to go for yeah. and then you have these and and manipulations of horror so those are then options so really quick before we go there yeah. there are six dominions Right. Four of them are devoted to gods. There's one that's devoted to, I believe it's supposed to be the old, the old fluff that Tim always talks about. It's like demons versus demons. It's yeah. really fucking cool. Like that's going to be the most interesting list yeah. that will come out of this, in my opinion. But and, well, then, yeah, and, then, there, and then there's undivided. Right. Essentially. Yeah. yeah. So. You, you choose one of those, and then you start building your guys, and then each one of them gets to choose these different, like, ammunitions of horror, which are basically options like giving them sorcery or demonic wings so or crushing goes, claws. Like, it goes back to, like, old nids. 
it's like the list construction is very much just like you have yes. units, and then all of a Here, sudden here's a have... base. Add to it. That's how you get your army. Exactly. Yes, and in, and being able to completely com- customize. Hey, this is your troop slot, but if you do these, it's going to be completely different troop. If you go over in this direction, it's going to be totally different than the the way you built this one. So it's it's very fluffy, and even even that. There aren't any gods, and it's a Forge World book. You can still build any kind of um, unit that you can get off the 40k. So yeah, they basically um, they categorized they categorized every single demon into like instead of being like it's this, it's like like plague bearers or plague bearers or something. It's it's a, it's essentially being like okay, demons. We've categorized them based on their like um, what what would you call the unit type. Yeah, the unitype, yeah. Okay, well, what are the infantry? The infantry are lesser demons. What are the swarms? The, the Like, what are the nurglings? They're swarms. Infantry They're storms, yeah. Swarms, Demon like, swarms. Exactly. So they've they've just broken it out into this, like, weird sort of... It's just these generic unitypes, and then you purchase upgrades for them individually. Yeah. And then you also have your Dominion, which that in, that instills its own bonuses to the list and also has I think it has some limitations on list construction as well if I remember correctly uh, I think there maybe and then it also I haven't seen that at least for the one that I'm traits. looking at okay yeah yeah. So, but they do have their own their own warlord traits as well yeah and yeah so that's kind of the base of sort of like the list constructions so and then they also have the rune storm storm demons have their own rules so if demons lose combat, they don't go to. They don't have morale checks. They, they automatically they, they take automatic, perils of yeah. the warp, and then they roll on their own chart on perils of the warp. It's really cool. Yeah. So yeah. So sorry. No, I. It's just like. This is exactly what I wanted. This is the way that it yeah. sounded like it was coming out, and just this fully customizable. It you know co- totally different than any other army we've seen in the heresy, and I've just been like sitting here waiting for this book for or since I got into heresy because it's like okay well eventually my Nurgle demons are going to come into this so and you had thought about selling your demons a few times too no no I've never thought I've I've always going to keep that one that so one is just beautiful. I put too much work in it I still feel it's like the best painted army I've ever done um it is gorgeous. And, and just tying everything together with the swamp bases and everything so I was never going to sell it, but it was definitely, you know, all right, it's just it's just a matter of time. And now, you know, I as I said in the hobby section, just like did a huge order of purchases to now beef it up and uh, you know, I'm so pumped about that. It's awesome. Yeah, it's going to be great to use the trees and everything for the portals. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, I I just want to go as usual with me. Like I'm just going very themed, and I'm I'm figuring out what I want to do with this list from the very beginning. And you know, if I get to play this weekend, I think this would all be awesome. I'll be bringing, and I'll probably be the only one that has demons there. I can't imagine. No one else has told me that. Well. Unless Alex's, but I don't know. Okay. I don't know. So, yeah, it, you know, I think there, the only thing that I've, you, you and I were talking about this before, the only thing that I haven't, there's like, it seems like there's still some stuff up in the air about how this works online of, you know, like with the sorcery levels, and I don't want to get into it, but there's some stuff that I think I'm hoping we get some clarification on. But I think overall, other than 
me not finding my exactly where to put my plague drones yet, um, I'm super happy with what's going on in this yeah. in this list. So you've actually played against it, so maybe you yeah. can talk so about your experience they're there. Really, they're they're an interesting list because they're not. They feel like they're very very specifically designed. Hey guys, sorry, technical difficulties, but yes, anyways, um, getting back to where we were. Uh, so the demons feel like they are designed to not be space marines, and I really, I think it's awesome, because they've like, they've looked at heresy, and they basically were like, well, we have Mechanicum, we have um, the, the cults and the militias, the militia and, stuff, and, and the then knight. we have the legions, and then yeah. we have knights, but it's like you have this like hole in terms of just sort of the style of lists and the sort of styles of units and the styles of weapons that are good against those units. So demons are going to be a big meta changeup because, like, people are... Firstly, you're just going to have people who already have armies who are going to come in. Yeah, to like playing. me. Exactly. Uh, the other thing is that they're a cheap army to, like, play because you can get them in plastic. So, yeah. like, a lot of people... They're going to be, like, custodes and, that like, a lot of people are going to take them up to that. They're also thematically very, like liked right so yeah they're going to be really popular um so we're actually going to see them so that's going to make them change the meta more because you're going to see them more i'm actually excited for the meta change with that because we're going to get to use we're going to get to see some other types of weapons come into play a lot more like volkite's going to be super more useful and like and um miniguns and rotor cannons mechanicum are going to like this is my sort of like guess is that I think Mechanicum are going to see the biggest sort of shift from the Demons list. Huh. Because I think that... Because it's going to take away from, like, the anti-tank meta. Exactly. And I think that Mechanicum are going to have a really hard time dealing with with Demons. I really do. I think Demons are going to be a bad matchup for most Mechanicum lists because, like, Mechanicum are just going to be like, well, I just build to kill fucking Space Marines because that's what we do good. And then it's like, now (laughs) it's going to be like, well, if you build to that, if you build to that standard, you might not do so well against these Demons because, like, they have a shit ton of wounds. They all have invulnerable saves. They don't care about your low AP. Yeah. So, like, have fun with that. Yeah. And not to mention all the Mechanicum weapons is only strength seven. Yeah, totally. So even their basic infantry are still getting two saves per even their heavy exactly. weapons. Like, and like you've got they have answers. It's not like they don't. Like you could totally make lists of Mechanicum that can take apart demons, but not not, your, t- not your not your typical Mechanicum list is not going to do that. I know that my Cybernetica, like literally, if I play my my basic Cybernetica list against a corn army, like I don't think I can win. Hmm. I don't even know how I would be able like because they're well yeah like I so yeah looking at for me like if I put down what I'm thinking of putting down for a Nurgle quote unquote army if I was going to face that up with my Mechanicum I'd just be like Jesus Christ like it's just so many models right to try to whittle down that I don't know where where Nurgle's going to be because they have the strangest Dominion objectives. So, oh yeah, so here's a here's a one more thing about this list. The probably actually the craziest detail about it is that the the dominions aren't just like your ruler traits and your traits and your units. You can literally pick another uh tree of or just an an alternate objective. So yeah. it's like 
The closest thing you could relate it to is like one of those Grey Knight characters, the Knights. Oh, uh, those are the moments. Or yeah, whatever. those are moments. Oh, That's yeah, yeah, yeah. The only thing you could really compare it to right. in the game, but it's. it's but those oats of moments are on top of your regular missions, where this is just an oh, alternate. They? Okay, yeah, yeah fair it, uh, all, This the, is well. This is sort of on top of as well because it's only your it's only your primary objective that's changed. Oh, okay. So, gotcha. Yeah, so it's pretty interesting. I don't. I have no idea the Nurgle one's gonna settle out. If I had to guess, I would say that it's probably one of the weaker ones because it basically tops you out at five. I think it's like five or six victory points. But uh, I had a game with Jeremy, and he played the Corn Dominion, and I knew, like, I knew that this was going to be a hard game for me because if you play against Corn and you're playing an assault army, good luck. They well, get yeah, victory he, point he, for every unit that dies in combat. Yeah, everyone that dies in combat, whether it's your units or your opponents. Yeah. But specifically in combat. Yeah. Not shooting. So, yeah. What were you going to say, Tail? Oh yeah, no. I think that's just really cool. Like when you're playing an any combat army against a corn army, it's just like yeah, murder. It's pretty cool. It's thematically really cool. I'm worried about it gameplay wise. I really hope that it doesn't end up being something that's broken. But currently, it seems like the most easily broken from my perspective. But yeah, so I had I had a game against it. It played a list that was sort of like. It was funny because I got I got to Jeremy's and he, the first thing he said to me he's like he's like I think uh, he's like I think I think my gut is telling me you're gonna get rolled really badly. <laughs> and I'm like, it's like, well, this is a good way to start. <laughs> and I'm like, I was like, yeah, I was like, I mean, I was like, maybe, but I was like, I think you're gonna be surprised because I think there's things about my list that are that demons are gonna struggle with. So I had a list that was predominantly assault, but it had a lot of heavy armor and that it had dreadnoughts and like demons don't like armor that's their biggest biggest weakness by far so yeah it, uh, it was a really interesting game because we rolled out blood feud so okay. i was like yes immediately because he hates blood feud to begin with but like i actually like it as a mission i like that mission too. I, I like it too as well ones. yeah so there was that and then uh it was just like, oh, this is the one of the ones that I think I can actually win because like there's going to be certain ones that are going to be just like so hard to beat corn. So well, even in demons, just period, right? Because they're with the demons, portals period, that they can yes. that they, they can, can just deploy where they want, right? You so can, yeah. The, the game was really weird because like, here's the thing: if you played an all infantry list, you'd be in a tough spot because in order to get them away from you, they can deploy within twelve inches. Yeah. So I just want to, like, reiterate for anyone who hasn't played against demons or hasn't really thought about, like, what their effect on this, like, on the game is going to be, like, they can deploy 12 fucking inches from you in three different portals. Yeah, (laughs) just surround you. Just surround you. And so you end up in a position where if you're in transports, it's not as big of a deal. If At least if... Well, it isn't as big of a deal because you know that they can't assault you the first turn and you know that you can move back fast enough to get away. So, like, but if you're... Because you could deploy infantry out of them backwards if you had to to get them sort of back further. Right, yeah. But, like, if you were playing a standard infantry list and you're trying... You have to have certain units up at the front of your deployment to keep them from deploying, like, super close to you. 
right? Do you, you get what I mean? Yeah. So, like, if you're playing, like, an infantry list, then you're, like, you're almost, like, you have to put a speed buff that's ahead, but it give that is something for them to charge as well. So it's, right. like, there's, this, like, this weird, like... Yeah, so they're gonna be a t- they're gonna be a tough list to play. So I I rolled a blood feud thing and it was like okay I, I think I can figure this you out. Might, you might have a chance on. I this. might have a chance. I played really really smart. I had to hide in my land raid. Like dude, my Just Aaron literally all my Terminators like they only got into combat when they were charged because they just had no. They were like they just had to like hide in these land raiders. Right. And then eventually the land raiders would get blown up and then eventually they would get charged. So what was what was Jeremy using to blow up the land raiders? So just his his monstrous creatures. He had like a shrike on the one side of the table. Okay, and then yeah. He had a, a demon lord with three brutes, and the demon lord was like strength nine, so it eventually got in. Oh, and also he was running some word bearers, allies. Because okay. He didn't have enough points, so he had a unit of destroyers. Yeah. And an assault squad. Or no, sorry, no, you, uh, the Assault Squad and, uh, what do they call the, the Flamer guy? Um, the Ashen Circle? Ashen Circle, mm-hmm. yeah. So he basically was marching them up either flank, and they were his actually his anti-tank. So they were a pretty big threat to me because they okay. all had melted bombs. Right. So I was like, oh, fuck, because like, I didn't initially know they all had melted bombs. And then I was like, <laughs> oh, I, what are those? I, I had already deployed, and I was like, oh, wait, do they have melted bombs? And he's like, yep. And I'm like, okay. So, Everyone's had that moment before. But. So I had, to, I had to focus on them, and these demons are up in my face. So, like, this was, like, the first time this Karen Punisher has actually done well for me. So my first round of shooting, I shot out of the assault squad, and I killed eight fucking Marines with it, which was Whoa. Eight yeah. Marines, nice. Yeah, yeah, it like shot and it was using a rending, so it, it like rended three of them, and then I just like made him throw like whatever it was, like eighteen saves, and he just failed a bunch. Of yeah, nice. Like, Damn, dude. This. So yeah, and then it and then it just like backed up, shot all its rounds into a squad of demons, like all like basically killed like three and a half lesser demons the second round, which I was actually pretty happy with because that is a lot of wounds. They're pretty tough. Mm-hmm. And then the round after that, it basically did the same thing again. And then it got assaulted, it survived, and then it got assaulted again and it blew up. Okay. Because he had rending on, on like, uh, he had, like, two units of the dogs. Oh, yeah, uh, the corn dogs. Yeah. So was he running those as beasts or yeah, brutes? Yeah, beasts. And those okay. are, like, really fucking powerful. They so have 33 was... points each the way he had them out, but they were, like, real fast, and they had a lot of attacks, and they were rending. Was he giving them, like, the the D3 Hammer Wrath or... He gave them rending and three plus save. Okay, yeah, nice, sweet. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was an interesting game. So we I we actually managed to squeak out a tie. But uh, the things that I learned about the demon list is basically if you're playing against corn, you're going to be in trouble. <laughs> uh, especially run away if and it's shoot. An objective. Well, so th- this is where this is what my concern is with the corn list that's going to be broken. In kill point games, we already know like well, how it could potentially be broken because they can get up on you and all that. But like, let's just like assume for for the sake of like giving giving the designers the benefit of the doubt or whatever that like it's not as bad as it seems and like that will shift out as people figure it out, right? But if you have to play an objective game against them, you are kind of fucked. Because they're just gonna yeah, go around the go objectives, around and then you and have to charge. You have them. to go towards the like. What are you gonna do? <coughs> and you're never gonna get them all off the objective. You're really just not. Like they're literally deploying their whole army. 
like on a on a central objective how I don't know I guess it depends on what you're bringing right if you if they did that and they're just camping around objectives and it's just corn so they're not you know they've got their five plus if you've got like a huge infantry or artillery objectives as like with like one I guess yeah one surviving model that's more my point right it's like it's like all they need to do is contest that and and I don't I'm assuming the way that it's going to interact is that it's going to be like oh they're they're contesting this objective even though it's not their mission right mm-hmm. like it's kind of weird because they like act out of sequence of one another so i'm sort of like kind of wondering how that's going to interact like are they going to be able to have denial units that they choose their dominion is like another, do you know what i mean because they're not they're not playing on the same like they're they're playing on the same table mm-hmm. but they're not playing not, the same game they're not playing the same game so that's that's kind of that's right. going to be a huge okay. factor i don't know like if 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 that comes out in like an FAQ and if anyone honestly if anyone listening <coughs> to this has like an idea like that they're just like but don't denial units only they don't supersede like so if you so if you go on a unit as like a troop choice yeah. even if they have a denial unit you still win that uh, uh, no, no, you'd have to knock them off. That yeah, you're thinking yeah, objective secured score. with like yeah. old seventh yeah. edition, I think. Because if you had an objective secured That's unit, that would yeah. override it. Yeah. But yeah. with heresy, even if it's a troop, you'd still have to kill that denial unit. Yeah. Okay. Because the so denial unit—that's what it's doing. It's denying that yeah. to the troops so of just being there. For that reason, Nurgle is going to be powerful too. Because Nurgle might end up being this list where you just have like lots of infantry, and yeah. they camp, they camp their portals, but they also camp your objectives. So whatever, and right, hill. right now, for me and the list that I've built, I've got sixty plague bearers in three blocks of twenty, yeah. and I've only given them two upgrades of giving them crushing claws, and then the. Uh, Malaysia of Rot, which yeah, is the Nurgle awesome. specific. I haven't given them the third, and just that, seems that racist. and just that is twelve hundred points. Yeah. Twelve hundred points for cheap. sixty, right? So they're not the cheap at all. Are ten points each base, which is crazy. Or maybe it's twelve actually, but they're more than Astartes, which is pretty nuts. But it's like, but it's, you know, what's great about it is that all of those are painted, yeah, and totally. now all I have to do are the big, big fun things. I like it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the, the so what uh, I kind of just learned about the list, like the yeah, they can get up in your face really fast. It's pretty nuts. Uh, the other thing I learned is that they're not they're not great against armor. Those dreadnoughts uh, with the console ground and fucking train pretty hard. Like they they ripped apart two demonic, uh, the big giant the the soul grinder three hundred point soul grinders oh yeah three hundred thirty points and like my dreadnoughts annihilated them they, they didn't give and he them. was running them as the he- big ass heavy support yeah so oh I yeah had, with like, ten wounds wow like, badass like contemptor fights with these things and yeah but like two contemptors ganging up on one with the new console a shred like it, it came out on top they came out on top so it was pretty cool to actually see dreadnoughts are gonna be really really good against demons cool um, and then uh, the other thing that I I sort of maybe underestimated how big of a role it would play. The plus one toughness, turn one and two, is crazy. And I'm, like, looking at the way that their sort of, their their toughness thing, shift thing works, it seems like it's in, like, my natural assumption would be that this is a much, it's much more powerful than just, like, remaining static. Uh, yeah. Because the... The initial turns are way more important than the, than later the latter turns. turns yeah, like, yeah. So, 
Yeah, I think it, like it, it's also it plays a big role. It it does. I think I was, I was like kind of surprised by how big a role it seemed to play. By later turns, the demons were like way less threatening. It was yeah. a noticeable difference. And that kind of goes to like. It goes to the same thing as, like, I think where this is going to fall in some ways is, like, how custodes fall, right? And it's, like, in, in there's supposed to be this crazy different thing, right? Just like custodes are yeah, supposed right. to be these, these super powerful yeah. things. And, we're, and the way that heresy is being built is for more narrative-driven gaming, right? So... There is that note at the beginning of the demon section just being like, hey, this is, you know, this is different than any other list out there. And this is supposed to be that. So, like, I can, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out on the event side of things. And, like, how many people start bringing them. And, like, you know, if it's suddenly, like, oh, shit, like we put an event out and 50% of the field is like demons. Like, okay, well maybe we've got a problem there, but I, I think it's going to be, I think demons is like at the same time, I want them there. Right. Like I want, it, uh, they're, yeah, they're a part of the, that crazy. It, it'll be like, it, it, it'll at most, it'll be like whatever. No. And I know it's like. not going to get like, I, you rolled your eyes when I said <laughs> that. And, and I know that it's not going to get like that here. Yeah. I, I just mean like, I hope, because it is, like you said, the plastic army. A yeah, lot of sure. a lot of the gamers that we we know that are in Heresy are people that have been in it for the long haul. So a lot of them think, are going to have I think them, we're right? Get new players with this. I think that's a good. One. And that's awesome, right? Yeah. I, let's and we'll just have to shape them and mold them into proper <laughs> into proper gentlemen. <laughs> so. Yeah, I think I think like the I think the demon side is awesome. I'm really I'm really stoked to see what it does to the meta. But um, it's gonna be a big change. Yeah. Yeah. So Teo, what? Are, let's talk some some scars. What's uh, what are your impressions as our resident scars lover and aficionado? Well, uh, for the scars, um, they didn't get to change much other than. Uh, the obvious change that now the tanks don't get the plus one cover save, which was always in debate. Um, <laughs> Did they do something to the like moving distance and rerolling to wound thing? Because I heard that used to be like a debated. Okay, so what it was before is if you moved at least six inches or twelve of your bite or jet bike, you used to get rule ones to wound with all attacks in combat and plus one to your cover save. Okay. Okay. But it didn't specify Legion of Stardes. It just said all units in the army. Okay. Oh, okay. So what you could do before is fly your jet bike from cover to cover, and because they had skilled rider, they never take dangerous terrain checks. And so they'd be having three, generally three up cover saves, flying from cover to cover, uh, still being able to shoot. (laughs) So brutal. So they still have skilled rider, so it gives. So they still have um, uh, three plus jinx. Yeah, but they don't have. They can't have a three plus cover save while they're shooting as well. I'm so happy. It's <laughs> um, it like you should have seen John's face. It was like as you were talking there. It's like you were literally pouring salt into I his mouth like, and totally, just like. I totally uh. forgot about how brutal they were, and it was like, oh right. Um, the other thing they changed is the uh, fact that. Uh, they can only have one heavy support in Trigorn Brotherhood now. So okay. you can't have right a worm. 
Yeah, so before you could have just as if you had equal amounts of fast attack and heavy support, oh, so you take three okay. single land speeders and then, like in mine, I had two secure inventors. Right. Right. Doing my anti tank, but you can't do that anymore. So you only have one heavy support. Okay. That probably makes sense. That makes a lot more sense. Uh, they didn't really change anything else on that. Uh, they oh, just gave you a did, bunch of new stuff. <laughs> There's, they did give one big detriment to doing Trigoran Brotherhood, which is if all your jet bikes or bikes are removed from the battlefield as casualties, the opposing player automatically gets D3 victory points. So it's the pride of the Legion. Yeah. Game. Yeah, yeah which is pretty big because you don't get a lot of bikes. Or, the I think the hidden the other right of war is actually kind of scary. So essentially what it is, is say if you're playing Blood Feud. Okay. Every time a White Scars unit dies... Roll a d6 on a four or five. Your opponent doesn't get a victory point for it. <laughs> on a six, your opponent doesn't get a victory point for it, but you get one. <laughs> what? What is this? This is the so Death Seekers. The- it's the right of war. The the only thing is this: you have to be loyalist, and you can never take more vehicles than infantry. And it's every unit in the White Scars army that dies. And it would be yielding a victory point to the opponent on a roll of four or five. So you roll a D6 for each unit yeah, that dies. Yeah. On a four or five, no victory points are rewarded. But while if you roll a six, your opponent gets zero points and you earn one back. That's and crazy. so and that's so that's to depict the the guys that are sent out that like turn traitor, but then are just like, okay, we fucked up, and oh, then they sent yeah. them out to go and yeah, like yeah, do yeah. these you know so death raids. If you combine, which is super that, fluffy, that's awesome. Super fluffy, and then they they have the uh, the ebon so the ebony keshing, which are like traitors that went loyal again. And have to atone for the sins by the crusade by giving them Tartarus ar- or Terminator armor and power oh, glaives. Oh, is that what they are? That's yeah. Really? So the so the, yeah the Ebon Keshing are called the Kakarash or Karash, and they're literally like dudes that fucked up. And then the Khan was like, "You could atone for your sins," and so they have all black ceramic armor. They can choose between any of the armor types. They all come with power glaives automatically, feel no pain, yeah. stubborn. Sweet. Yeah, they're pretty good. They're leadership 10 base, which is Leadership nuts. 10, stubborn. They're, like they're all chosen warriors. Yeah. So yeah. All of they're, like, they're like just staring, but braver. Yeah, uh, they can all accept and deny challenges. Are they two Are they two wounds? No. They're oh, one okay. wound. Oh. They're only weapons to go for as well. Yeah, but they <laughs> okay. all have power glaves, so that suddenly gets really scary. So the best game, yeah, best weapon of the game, pretty much. Best weapon of the game. Uh, they can never be scoring, uh, but yeah, so they're so like you. If you take a list, like with. Um, the other the what's it called again? John's like trying to frantically get to the page right now, just yeah. to. That guy or Amazon. You just like throw these ridiculous suicidal Terminator units at people. And be like, oh, you killed them? Cool. I don't really care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that I think that's super fluffy and, and cool, man. Like, yeah. So, um, and they have the uh, the golden Keshing, which are the jet bike, essentially a command squad. Who are the ke- the Keshing that take care of Khan? Because I didn't realize uh, they just had... Like, they're, well, e- e- each Khan, so he's the great Khan, so each Khan has a golden Keshing garb. Okay. Okay. So, essentially, like, every pre- every chapter master, that's what he would have them as a guard. Right. Yeah. That's cool. So, they're... they're pre- I actually don't think they're that great. So, they actually got a specific 
they they got a specific entry for that and not just their own commands, not just like hey use the Correct. command squad. Interesting. Yeah, so, okay. So they're they in in like lore they're a guard, but right? They're not at the top. Okay. Uh, they're actually like a. They're heavy assault jet bikes, but generally how White Scar's logic is fighting is your leader fights where it's thickest. <laughs> so he's generally with them. He's at the sh- the base of the shaft always. Exactly, he's at the base of the shaft. <laughs> um, they're a pretty random unit. Like, they're super weird. Okay. Like, on the charge, they're pretty scary. Yeah, they only but, have one attack each, right? That's like their... Plan. Yeah, so huh. their weapon, if they're charging, is Strength 7, AP 2, Ugh. Sunder, Cumbersome, Murderous Strike, and Concussive. Whoa! That's got some... That's, yeah, all right. Yeah, that's got some... So uh, that's why they only have one attack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, the uh, other cool things that they brought into it, which is, uh, if, if I've read some of the Scars books, they have, uh, um, the Great Con is actually riding one, which is the uh, the void-hardened, essentially, jet bike. Oh, so the ones that they use from ship to ship? Ship to ship, oh, yeah. Oh, cool. Imagine what those are going to look like. Oh, man, I can't wait to see that uh, model. And then they brought in the, the Samish jet bikes, which are, if they go by the lore, they're... Think of them going to be a narrower and longer. Narrower and longer. Maybe a little longer. Yeah. So they're like hyper maneuverable. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, so, it, so you're saying there's two jet bike, bike entries that you can get, or what? So yeah. So you have the normal jet bikes. Anyone who could take a jet bike uh, that's a character can take the Samshir or yeah Samshir jet bike, which is a normal jet bike, but instead it gains the scatter bolt launcher for the same points cost. Okay. What does that uh, do? Uh, it's a different. It's just uh, what the gun is. Is one sec. It's sorry to put you on the spot. Okay. <laughs> strength, strength five, five AP four, assault one, shred flamer. Huh. Okay. Oh, it's a flamer. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it, instead of a heavy bolter, it's a shredding flamer. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which is pretty hilarious. You like fly in their face. Essentially, shoot shrapnel and charge in. Okay, and it's man. They're, and, they, and they can take other guns too, right? No. Uh, if uh, if you take the Samish, no. God bless Samshir. you. <laughs> yeah, if you take the Samshir, it has to come with a scatterbolt launcher. If you take normal jet bikes, you can have the different guns. I mean, they're 160 points, 40 points. You know, like that doesn't seem that bad. It's I don't know how great that's going to be, but it is a cool unit. It would be good against like. It's any only three guys. That's the problem. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah. For sure. So, at, a, at 40 points Terminator per guy... Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. So, if say if you want to have a full squad of six dudes, that's, like, 300 points? Yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah, and not even giving the, the sergeant anything extra. Uh, I, I don't know what, jet bikes that well. I feel like I have to compare yeah. this to the actual So, that's unit. expensive for a jet bike unit. With not good shooting, because they all have the scatterbolt launchers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're going to plow through whatever they have in combat and have hit and run. Right. Uh, and then the leader can have a thunder hammer. Yeah. 
So the kind of it's like I just feel like they're like it's like he's playing head. polo. That's what I imagine with a thunder exactly, hammer on a trip. Of, like. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like they're like um, an anti-heavy support unit. I feel like they're like for killing like they will like they will line. f up tanks, man. With yeah, Sunder true. strength seven AP two. Yeah, true, actually, yeah. That's and yeah because tanks. you're not yeah. So there's that. Uh, the Eben Keshang are really good. The Falcons claws are I think super cool because. Uh, there's something they only kind of hinted about, but they're essentially like a character assassination recon squad because their recon armor all have lightning claws. I really want to see these models. Shroud bombs, a chameleon. Now, here's the other crazy things they have. They have outriders, which is they're treated to have the scout special rule, but may redeploy up to 18 inches regardless of the unit type. Whoa. <laughs> And uh, it must still stay at least 12 inches in So, like, your scout move isn't just you walk up six inches. It's you redeploy at least 18 inches away from the uh, – at least 12 inches away from the deployment with 18 inches of your original position. Jeez. So they have chameleon, shroud bombs, nice. lightning claws, and recon armor. The reason that's also kind of scary is they can actually replace their lightning claws for any kind of power weapon for free. So you can give them all power access. Jesus Christ. If you want. Uh, the entire squad takes Melted Bombs for 20 points, and you can have 10 guys, so it's only like 20 really points cheap, for yeah, 10 guys. really cheap for Melted yeah. Bombs. Yeah. That's and for the, the unit? That's for the yeah. whole... Jesus. You, the entire squad may take Melted Bombs for 20 points. It's 16 points a model. To replace their Lightning Claws to a power weapon of any choice and a bolt pistol is free. That's really cheap for a fucking... Dude with mm, it's ninety points for five. Yeah, that's pretty nuts. That's actually that's a pretty it's, decent unit, I think. What is that? A, an elite? It's no, a, it, it's a fast attack. attack. Oh wow! Okay. To, but yeah. they're in recon armor with chameleon and shroud bomb, so they're only going to get one good charge in. Right. Is chameleon again? Is that shrouded? That's plus it's, uh, shrouded. Yeah. Yeah. Is it shrouded so, or uh, I, Either that's one. Important. But uh, is yeah. plus one and yeah, it's sh- shrouded is plus two. Because, uh, no. because they're in recon armor, actually, they have stealth and shrouded. Whoa. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Well, that unit's really good then, if that's true. Because then there's. Uh, it's even plus. gets better because they all have <laughs> hatred characters. Oh, Jesus. And, <laughs> and precision strikes. That's awesome. That's All a right. cool uh, unit. I didn't know this is where the last part it. gets really gross. <laughs> the Falcon's Claw, so the champion, can take a Cyberhawk. Now, a Cyberhawk is probably one of the silliest, most busted pieces of war gear a Praetor can take, which is it is a small token or model which is placed uh, by the owning player at the beginning of the turn. The token can be placed anywhere on the table, and it may physically sit and be moved elsewhere at the beginning of each of its owner's turns. Any unit with the infantry type and the Legion Stardis White Scar special rule that is firing upon the unit, which is at least six inches from the token, reroll failed hit rolls of one. <laughs> As well, any such unit assaulting such enemy unit within six inches may reroll its charge distances. So this is on one unit within six inches or every unit within six inches? Of this you, any unit within six inches, you t- if you're targeting it, you get these bonuses. And you They're like, oh, it's the Cyberbird, get it! Can't, you can't shoot the Cyberbird. No, the, the Cyberbird is just a mo- representation. You cannot do anything and to it. And it moves, what, six inches a turn or 12 inches No, turn? you just place it anywhere on the table every beginning of every turn. <laughs> what the fuck? For ten so, minutes? Well, yeah, so the leader of the Falcon Claw has one, as well as your Praetor can take one as well. So you can have two. All right. 
Oh, you can technically have four if you have four fast attack of four of these units. <laughs> okay. Just, like the whole table, if I'm six inches, I get to reroll one hits to uh, shooting. And then, oh, if I move six inches, I get to reroll failed ones to wound as well in combat. <laughs> so you're looking for some cyber birds then? Yeah. That's nuts. That's like the, you basically like redundant the fucking like Sansa Horus like death dealer rule. <laughs> Yeah. A bit. Uh, so yeah, the Falcon's claws are hilariously awesome and really good. Uh, again, because they have recon armor, they only have a four plus save. Right. So you hit them with a heavy flamer and they're dead. Yeah. For sure. But um, they're their white scars, Kaizen assault speeder is okay. Amazing. This is this. Yeah, I was about to be like, can I raise my hand in class and please tell me about the speeder? So okay, tell me so about the speeder. It's a normal, it's a it's a normal javelin type speeder, except with a few little changes. It's armor twelve on the front. Okay. And it has a carries assault cannon. And <laughs> two. It has two Reaper auto cannons. Whoa! So this thing is pumping out ten shots. It's like more That's awesome. power Seven. than a contemptor on a fucking hundred point land. Oh, yeah. and it's fast attack too. It's fast oh, attack. Take squadrons of up to three at a hundred points, <laughs> hundred five points, and you may take up to two hundred killers missiles per guy. Man, they are freaking amazing. Like you should have like. Even if you're fighting light armor, it's going to wreck it. And if you're fighting infantry, it's going to wreck them. Well, and like, and what, what's a regular land speeder cost? A so regular, regular land speeder. So regular, uh, if you if you're taking a javelin, because it's a javelin style. Yeah. So if you're taking a javelin, I think it's like ninety points, and it comes with a twin link missile launcher and a heavy bolter. That's crazy. So like, because the, the AV twelve is like a huge. Difference. That's yeah, it's a huge, huge difference. Huge difference. Yeah. Like you just keeping your front armor and just being like, nah, I'm good. Like, yeah. You have to have strength six minimum to glance me. Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. So yeah, yeah you have run like the other ones do. Yeah. Like, yeah, straight run out flank. Oh yeah, it comes flank. automatically without flank. Do the other ones yeah. don't come with that. Uh, no, they do. Uh, okay. The other thing, it has deep strike. Yeah, I assume so, it's a jab bike there. Those speed. yeah, those speeders are great. Uh, they're a precursor to uh, I don't know if you in 40k you saw the Tempest style land speeder that looked like a little fighter jet. Uh, yeah, it's not ringing a bell. Not sure. Okay, there was a temper, Tempest style land speeder okay. and an enclosed cockpit that had an assault cannon in the front and then missile launchers. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's the one to- that I've seen like a bunch of people modify to be like the scout transport kind of. Is exactly. That- yeah, okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so here's the. Here's where Gus gets another theory. Their characters. So, yeah, so I just want to chime in before you get into this guy this dude is fucking crazy i was looking at him the other night and i was like god damn it why can't abaddon be like dude, he was so awesome. bitch slap abaddon he's hard a very very powerful character for yeah, yeah. he's uh, like probably the closest to sigismund that i've seen oh yeah. this guy i've heard of, okay i've heard the rumblings about this guy yeah so he's a master of the kitchen so he's the captain of the first company of the white scars yeah. Just like Abaddon. Yeah. So what he does is he takes a Legion Terminator command squad as his personal guard and can give them all power glaives. Yeah, that's good. Especially <laughs> Which because makes... they're five, like, unlike the Ebon Keshig. Yeah. 
Exactly. So their weapon, their weapon skill five have access to more gear and things like that. So his 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 stat line is weapon skill six plus skill four, strength four, taps is four, four wounds, yeah. initiative six base, yeah. five crazy. attacks base. The combination of the yeah the wounds, the initiative, and the attacks is pretty. Oh crazy. yeah, leadership ten. Yeah. I uh, got Tartarus Terminator armor, Iron Halo, grenade holler, uh, grenade harness, and then he's got his uh, his weapons. And, but we'll get to that after. And he has uh, fucking counterattack and furious charge. Yes, yes, he does. Dude. Dude. This guy he's is, so, like, hits so hard if he charges. Yeah. It's insane. Um, he's got, like, the same kind of, yeah. yeah. Then he's got his, his swords, which are gross. It's insane. So he's either got... He's got either what? a power fist... Or a no. fucking... So what it is, is he can either have a strength 7 AP2 unwieldy weapon for killing tanks. So or he can have it... So it's uh, Split the Mountain is one sword. Uh, yeah, and it's a uh, unwieldy, mastercrafted, plus 3 strength AP2 sword. Or he does Part the uh, Horse's Mane, which is a plus 1 strength AP2, Persistent Strike Mastercrafted. So it's... So he chooses one of those every combat. He's got five base attacks. So that's that's stick. why you're like being like, oh, I wish this guy was as good as Abaddon. He very well, sounds very. Thing is, is, he, is he five attacks or is he, he six attacks? Because he's, he's five attacks base. So I think he's six attacks. If you yeah. real grit, this is rules as written. He's got six attacks. Yeah. That's so yeah. Nuts. <laughs> yeah, uh, six attacks and then uh, furious charge and counterattack. So actually, if he's hitting you. <laughs> As a, if he's charging you, split the mountain is a power fist, as a mastercraft of power exactly. fist. Yeah. Uh, his warlord trait is also pretty gross. Once per game, the controlling player may choose to either bring a single eligible friendly unit into play from reserves automatically instead of rolling to have, have having to roll it. Yeah, that's really that's so useful. For remember when yes. I had the warhound that was coming in from reserves? Totally. It's like no, that just comes well, on when like, I are your fucking land speeders. You know, you got a unit of mm-hmm. three land speeders, and you're like, I can't not have these come in. I need these guys yeah. to flank this tank. Like, yeah, yeah, he's really uh, good. So, uh, how many points is he? Two twenty. Two twenty. Jesus, he's really good for two twenty. Attack more, pretty much. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Solomon Kane or Khan, the Solomon Khan. He's a he's a different. He's kind of like a mini Eidolon. Because uh, he's Artificer Armor, Iron Halo, Mastercraft of Thunderhammer, Combi Melta, Frankencracker Nades. But his kind of weirdness is that he gets to get a, like, character from the Sisters of Silence. Yeah, I, was, I heard about this. Yeah, he, yeah he, allow, he allows you to take a Sisters of Silence independent character into your army. That's very cool. And he gets better if he helps her out. Yeah. So if he's not mounted... And she's in combat, and he erotically intervenes. He immediately gives himself plus one attack. Hmm. And he can hammer hand it, so he can be like, oh, sweet, I'm going to have two attacks at initiative th- Mastercraft of Thunderhammer. Does the Sister of Silence affect him in the ways the Sisters of Silence do? No, he is unaffected by them. Really? Yeah. Wow. Hmm. So he's an ally to the Silent Order. I wonder so how that works, like, fluff-wise. He looks really cool, too. Yeah, he's so got a- what it is, is he's actually a Terranborn. Right. Whoa. 
Yeah, and he was one of the main people to push for with the uh, amalgamation of the Legion to uh, Chagoran. So um, he had worked really closely with uh, the Custodes and the Sisters of Silence uh, during their expansions. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, and he's got inspiring presence. And he's a grim-looking dude. He's got a mess. Yeah, he's, he's got a messed-up face. Yeah. That's cool. It's kind of like that Huron Blackheart thing almost. Yeah, so he's uh, he's actually like very quiet and like stoic. Yeah, his fa- his expression in the in the picture is awesome. It's a, yeah. his, he's he doesn't have like his facial look is not what I would expect a like a white scar like to be. Dis- no. dismissive and just like just like hard and dismissive and sort of like yeah. Yeah, he's got to kind of like he's, he's looking at someone and he's yard stare like hard. He's quietly saying to someone, "Just get fucked right now." Oh well, yeah, he's, yeah, he just does not care. Uh, so he is like a praetor. Oh, also he's straight. Oh, there's another thing. He's also the biggest white scar. Yeah, I was noticing a strength. He's strength five base. Whoa, is this yeah. the guy so, who? Yeah, okay. Is he in the second scars book? He is. Is he the one who gets in a fight with... Is it a Primark? Uh, they don't actually talk about him a too, too much. Fulgrim? Does he get... I think so. Fulgrim? But yeah, um, yeah. That, that, that I think so had... He was like, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, like... But, uh, yeah. He's strength five base, four tax base... So his Thunder Hammer hits hard. He's only 180 points too, which is really good. So he's cheap. He's cheaper than a Praetor and much better than one. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. He really is like a Praetor, and he's a Psyker. You said? No, no, no. He can take a Sisters of Silence with him, and he's unaffected by their presence. Okay, but you said he's like Hammerhand. Oh, the Hammerhand. The Hammerhand. Yeah, it allows him to uh, essentially have one attack. Go down to one attack, yeah. but lose unwieldy on his Mastercraft Thunder right, Hammer. Okay, okay. Cool. Jesus. So if he charges, he has two attacks. If it's he's like around that lady, yeah. For a bunch, yeah. So that's what he does. And it's really weird that he can take, like, yeah, the one Sisters of Silence lady. That's a really, that's awesome, though. Like, as, if I were a White Scars player, I'd be like, I'm getting this guy because I'm yeah. one of Sisters of Silence. He also Silence has player. inspiring presence, which is good, as his Warlord trait. Yeah. So bad. yeah. Uh, and then we get to the con himself, which people are like, oh, he's okay. But I don't think they're realizing the amount of, like, <laughs> battlefield adjustment this guy is, do- is doing. Like, he gives his entire army scout. Yeah, that's... That's the thing that I noticed right away, and I was like, well, that's basically better than Horace's thing where he makes everything able to outflank, and I know yeah. how powerful that is. Like, yeah, that's so powerful. White Scar's rule. I get to reroll my seize initiative, and I get to reroll uh, my outflanks and reserves. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. So if my whole area is scout and any unit he joined has has hit hey, has hit and run, yeah, it's it's a very synergistic list. Yes, There's a lot of he's, small things that are like he's pretty much always going to go. 
first in combat because literally that's his rule. Yeah, it's so cool. Well, for the first round, for the first, first round, combat, yeah, he goes before everybody, and then if you're and if you both have that rule and are tied, and then you go off initiative. There's literally only one who, character in yeah, the who entire else? game has a higher initiative than him. It's Samus. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Samus yeah. is initiative nine. Is he really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So, so he actually he actually goes before Fulgrim. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Hmm. He'd be a really yeah. good fight with Fulgrim, actually. He would be. Uh, his sword is okay. It's a. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's it's pretty much the same as Fulgrim's sword, except it's actually master crafted. He's basically, he's dual edge too. So in a challenge, <laughs> he's fucking initiative nine. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So his armor is pretty. So between, if you take him on the jet bike and his armor, he's pretty crazy. So mm-hmm. his jet bike is the Sojotsu pattern void bike, which is literally using a jet bike as a ship to ship jet like fighting craft. Oh, and he gets D three hammer ass too, man. He's got D three hammer wrath. He adds plus one to his toughness. <laughs> Two master grounded heavy <laughs> bolters. <laughs> yeah. All right. He's also the ma- unmatched rider, so he never cares about dangerous train checks and has a three plus jink. Yeah, that's that's crazy. So if he's on a bike, he's pretty much always got a three plus some kind of invulnerable. Yeah, because he's got a two plus armor save, yeah. and in combat, totally. he has a three plus invulnerable save. Well, and just the fact that he's on a jet bike, right? That yeah. he has so much speed that he can get to you so quickly. So it's going to be interesting because I look at this and I'm like, well. It's really cool, but I think it's the only justification for your jet bike specific unit is him because yeah, it's the only jet bike unit that wants to get in combat, so it's just naturally the extension of him, basically. Exactly. Well, you could take a jet bike command squad as well and give them all like power fists or something. Yeah. Or, yeah. Fair enough. I feel like would they be as good of an option though? They're probably gonna be way more points. They're probably gonna. What then going with the specific yeah. unit? Yeah, they're not getting yeah. the spear attack. Like the spear attacks aren't like the end all be all of everything. But like no. strength seven, like you know, they're hitting their weapon skill. Yeah, with the sunder, like that's the ones that yeah, you're gonna run. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh, he's actually pretty good, both mounted and unmounted. I think. Um, obviously, he's the con, and he actually fights unmounted more than you'd think. Yeah, I didn't even know he had a bike. I was actually kind of surprised that they gave him. Bike yeah. Models. He doesn't use it as much as you. Yeah, you would. He doesn't talk about it in the books much, but he's got one. What would you put him with? Just a command squad? Uh, I don't know. Like, I might just like fly him around with a big jet uh, bike unit, and then like regular bike. No, I mean if he wasn't, if he was unmounted. Like, oh, I would totally take uh, Queen Za and give him his hilarious command squad and put the con with it too. So having an entire yeah, like I don't know on foot he'd be weird. I definitely put him in like a storm eagle or like a Cessus assault ram. Yeah, I feel like a Cessus would be a good. That'd be yeah. Cool. <clears throat> oh my god. Okay, wait, Teo. I'm gonna interrupt you for one second because you will actually appreciate this. I just got a message from my show husband that I go yeah. to all my shows with. And yeah. he's like, I just want you to know that I saw Getty Lee, Getty Lee play with Lace Claypool. That is all. I'm just like, <laughs> fuck you. Are you serious? Anyway, carry on. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, so the con, especially on foot at 395. Yeah, he's one of the cheaper ones. 
Yeah, he's one of the cheaper ones. Oh, also, when he's on foot, he has Crusader. Well, that makes sense. That's good because it passes to the squad, too. Exactly. Uh, yeah, no, uh, he's got an Archaeotech pistol, which is prayer. Uh, frag grenades. Uh, he's only, uh, he's bulky or extremely bulky. Yeah. So he's either two or five. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see, especially now that we've seen Sanguinius's model with, like, the ridiculously priced extra base of, like, what the con is actually yeah. going to be he's in terms expensive. of a, a model. Well, it's, it's interesting looking at him, too, because apparently the art for Horus originally was the con. But they just thought it worked better for Horus. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I did not know that. And that was Horus. So if you look at him, you can see. You can totally see see it. Mm -hmm. His design in him. It's much more like his nose is more thin and he's more sort of like. But yeah, it's really there. His eyes look a lot colder. He looks awesome, though. Yeah. I'm I'm like, that's a cool representation of the con. Yeah, I can't, like, this is one of the Primarchs that I've always been, like, I can't wait to see. Well, because there's so little information about him. You're not going to, like, it's... I hope they nail that face on the And, well, it's it's not only that, it's just that, well, I guess maybe it is because, (laughs) there's partly because of that, but just, I think, I'm hoping that they do something very different. And from what we've seen so far of, like, um, the previews of the, of the, um the special landspeeder and with the dreadnought that's dropped and just seeing kind of the motifs that they're going with. Like yeah. now that I've seen those, it's I'm even more geared to see totally. what they, they do were, with they, them. They're surprised they're doing a surprisingly good job with the scar stuff. Like that contemptor has, it looks way better than it has any right to look like it's <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> seeing so so seeing as the contemptors are literally like all they do is protect Ship to ship zone mortalis exactly. engagements. I think that's I think that's cool though. Like that, yeah. it, and it works. It, well, it, it gives you a reason to run that that really bad dreadnought right of war with white scars. That yeah. is totally true. Yeah. That would be. Totally I didn't true. even think about that. And do it as a ZM a defensive. Oh, that'd be yeah. that'd be cool. That's the mm-hmm. biggest thing that the biggest missed opportunity in book eight. I'll say it here is that they <laughs> didn't redo that right of war to include the dreadnought console. Oh, I actually think it's like a little bit like, are you kidding me? Like, come on. Yeah, that. Yeah. Well, maybe uh, next book. Next book. Maybe. Maybe. Or they'll probably just do an FAQ. But like, I Hopefully. actually meant to put that in there. But <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, I'll hold my breath while I wait for that FAQ oh. there, Tao. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, I want to point out if anyone doesn't realize how gross a power glaive is. Yes. Yeah. So Ex- can you explain this to? Okay. Uh, yeah. To, so to the people. Any, a, 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 any character who can take a power weapon can take a power glaive for 25 points. And it is either strength user AP3, melee versatile. Oh my god, it just. Or it becomes plus one strength AP2, two handed. Oh god. So it's a power axe that hits an initiative. Yeah, that's. Correct. Yeah, yep, that is a very, so good, very, like, very good so weapon. Yeah, so those. The Eben Keshing Guard. That 225 for those five dudes that yeah. can have cataphractic oh. terminal armor, yeah. five plus feel no pain, stubborn, and all have power glaives. Yeah, that's they're, sick. A, they're like an anti like elite. They're not. They're not going to take on things like Just Aaron. They're going to get fucked up by them. But that's the but. thing. You take it in that right of war where if you kill it, I, I can get victory points back for it because they're also. <laughs> <never smart. laughs> that's true. You know, <laughs> 
John's like, face was there. Like, yeah, yeah, okay, you got me there. Yeah. Like, that's what those these these guys are literally for. Like, they're meant to die in the battle. They're but not I, meant to I live. All I was going to say, though, is it's like they may not, like, be, ta- like, tanking out things like Just Aaron or, like, uh, no. Red Bushers or whatever. But, like, they're they gonna be are going to rip apart things. Like, like, sort of like Suzerain equivalents. Stuff like yes. that. Right. They will fuck with them really badly. Uh, those Space Wolf, uh, even though it's uh, they're loyalists, but those Space Wolf... Uh, Varendar? Death, Death Sworn, they're pretty Oh, good yeah, these would be great like, to kill the Death Sworn. Yeah. Um, a bunch of stuff like that. But those models yeah. are so beautiful. You don't want to kill those Death Sworn. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you also got to remember, like, if you just move, most of your stuff is going to be ruling once to wound in combat. Yeah, that's totally true. Yeah, just because of the swift action rule. Cyber eagle, <laughs> you're you're rerolling ones to hit as well, aren't you? For, for shooting at the target. Okay. okay. And then you get to reroll ones in combat for being swift action, and you get to reroll your charge distances. Just imagining this retarded uh, cyber eagle, and it's just like flying around. It's just like like, <laughs> <laughs> like literally just taking like a five man unit of those falcons with just the sergeant that, with the bird. Like, yeah. Just that plus your praetor having one. Just two, two eagles flying around, be, or hawks just flying around, being like. Sweet. I, if I want a bonus anywhere in the battlefield, I'm going to take it. Oh, Teo. Okay, so I, I figured out what you have to do if, if this is the list that you actually put together. As you have your phone on the table, yeah. and you enter into your move, movement phase, and you're like, oh, moved everything except for the eagles just before I do that. Let me just hit play, and I want to fly like, fly an, like eagle an eagle <laughs> into the sea. Fly like an eagle, let Teo carry me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot about uh, the, the, the Death Seekers one. They all have Fearless on the first turn of assaults. That's, that's not bad at all. Yeah. Death Seekers? Oh, that's the yeah, the Red Warrior. Yeah, yeah that's, the, that's good, yeah, for sure. Yeah. The Trigord has a lot of limitations and can be really intimidating and crazy, but I think the yeah, Sagyar Mazan is going to be a terrifying... Be the, 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 the White Scars are geared, they're totally going to be one of the best, the, the highest yeah. in the Legion metas or whatever. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it's like, this is why didn't want to open this section of the book because it just is so, so tempting. I love the fluff behind these guys. As soon as I read Scars, I was just like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So have you guys uh, dug into the Blood Angels at all? A-, a little bit. Not at all. Uh, I did want to say the artwork for Sanguidius gave him duck face. <laughs> is he doing is he doing fucking prune face he's doing prune face oh dude ah uh, yeah he's, he's got you can't see it but his butt's also sticking out a little bit too yeah exactly <laughs> I mean it looks like his mouth is closed though or his jaw is closed so I think it's it, just his natural like in luscious lips yeah, he's got some dick sucking I, lips I really <laughs> I actually really do like the way whoa he's going, who's buddy awesome. with the the, with the Isn't fate? that awesome? That's a destroyer character. Crazy. Oh, he's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah. He is doing a little bit of a so, yeah, face. I was reading... I read this morning, actually, for the first time. I went through the Legion, the basic actual Legion rules. 
Um, I don't know Blood Angels that well, but as far as I can tell, I don't think they changed anything specifically. I don't believe they changed anything with, with the, the Legion traits. Tra traits, yeah. So they still get their assault cannons. Um, the assault cannons I know went up in points for most units. Well, because you could have a unit that literally has all assault cannons. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean but I don't just mean that unit specifically. I mean, like, but replacing heavy flamers with assault yeah, cannons the board. is like 10 points more than it used to be. Right. So that's probably a good thing because it was a very it was a very powerful option um, to sort of you know, but uh, yeah. So um, the other thing that they did, and I'm super. I didn't know that they they did this this way. I thought they did it another way, which is I'm really happy that they did it. So they they took the blade of perdition and they changed the way that the wounding allocation works, and so. The way that, it officially works how it always should have worked. Yeah, so initially the the way that it worked was it did two two wounds to a unit that it hit. Obviously, that's not how it was intended to work, but it would just butcher, like, entire squads of, like, 20 infantry or whatever. Um, but the way that most people played it that weren't dickheads would play it is that it did two wounds per wound. So essentially, when you f if you had an invulnerable save, if you fail, that you took two wounds instead of one. I didn't like that. I personally thought it was, like, a little too crazy because you're just like, oh, I, you wounded my Praetor twice, he's dead. Like, it's it's pretty nuts. But the way that they actually have rewritten it, which I think is good, is you take... And, and I'll tell you, it's, it's good for more than just this weapon. It's good because it has an internal consistency with a bunch of other weapons, and it makes it way more obvious, like, for instance, how Scoria's... Um, Scepter, yeah, the scepter, yeah, or tuning like, fork. It's like okay, this is how this works. It's a good, it's it's just a good way to lay out this rule for future weapons in general. But it's that when it does a wound, if you have an invulnerable save, it, you just count that as two wounds. But then if you have an invulnerable save, you literally count it as you took two wounds, so you take two invulnerables, which yeah. is how it should be. Right. Um, it's what it's what it's the same change they did to uh, Lehman Russ's sword. Exactly, and that, that's the other example. It's uh, it's Scoria. This guy, and Russ, and or this this weapon and Russ is mm -hmm. the three I can think of. So yeah, so that's good. Um, as for the actual like army list, I had to look through it. Uh, the Dawnbreakers, their jump infantry, they seem like just looking at their points alone, they seem pretty fucking crazy to me because they are. If you're comparing them to Suzerain, they're basically Suzerain with. Um, jump packs without the shields and they have spears so if they're charging something they're AP2 plus mm -hmm. strength like yeah you know they're they suffer from the same thing that every one of these styles a unit suffers from that it needs to charge but they're jump infantry but they're also an artificer armor which is pretty nuts too so like you know they seem to me they look like a pretty good unit they, they, they seem like they'd be pretty powerful. It'd be cool to see the model, too. A whole bunch of guys with jump packs and spears. Like, that. that's going to look cool as hell. For sure. Yeah. It's What's weird to me is that, like, they they seem like a sort of strange thing when, like, the Sanguinary Guard aren't in the book. It's, like, it's weird because you're like, well, should I just play these guys as Sanguinary Guard if I want? Well, no, they, they talked about this at the weekend or supposedly in that you would just build a command squad and build those guys as totally guard. But I'm saying these are basically <laughs> just a bigger command squad. Yeah. Like they literally are like, they're the same stats. They're the same. They're all wearing artificer armor, but they have spears instead of like, it's just one of the, you know, whatever. 
but it, it's a little odd, but they're cool. Uh, the Crimson <laughs> Paladins are like, I, I really like these guys because uh, they're the, the Terminators. Yeah. So I really like these guys because these are one of the more interesting innovations in terms of like, we're just gonna we're not just gonna make these like Sekhmet Terminators or whatever. We're we're gonna try to make these these guys like unique in the way that Terminators are, and they want to emphasize them being in smaller units. So they did some interesting stuff. So basically, these are imagine that the Legion Terminators, but they have uh, an extra attack on the on the sergeant, Sorry. and their base leadership ten, which is really good. <clears throat> but then. Um, they're also, yeah, so they're 160 points for three. Um, you can add another two, so they only get up to a unit size of five. But five, the thing yeah. about these guys that's pretty crazy is that, um, so they have the, they have a couple, uh, war, uh, options, but war gear options that normal Terminators don't have. They have this, uh, Sunset Blade, which... I'll be honest, I don't remember the rules for I think it was like... Uh, uh, I think it's the Sunset name. Blade is uh, Strength User AP3 Melee Rending Sunder. Okay. Okay. So it's, it's all, yeah, it's all right. It's, it's, it's an interesting weapon, for sure. And so, yeah, you can take that. Uh, you can take that Crazy Assault Cannon. Um, you can take a standard, like, Power Fist. It's, it's extra points for that. But you can, if you want to go crazy, throw... Yeah, throw two power fists on the squad, but they're like 20 points. 20 points per fist, though. Yeah. But here's the thing. So this is where they get crazy. The the squad leader can take a a blade of perdition, so that's huge. It's like a tiny little unit. You're like, okay, I'm just getting like a blade of perdition in this unit. Like, cool. Pretty much, it looks like every specialty unit sergeant can take a blade of perdition. Totally. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I think it's always been like that, hasn't it? No, it used to be only the Praetor could. Oh, only the Praetor, but, uh, okay. Then after that, they but they, they also have this rule where they, um, if they're outnumbered, they have a 5-up feel no pain. If they're outnumbered by a 2-to-1, they have a 4-up feel no pain. Jeez, yeah. So, like, a 4-up feel no pain on Terminator is pretty crazy. But here, In Cataphracti armor why, on top of that. Exactly. So, But there's another reason why this is crazy. So... They have a shield upgrade that they can yeah, take. This I is... feel like if I were going to build these guys out, I'd probably run them all with swords and shields and then give, yeah. obviously, the Blade of Perdition, which I think replaces the shield. On yeah. The, on those, yeah, because yeah, the Blade of Perdition is two-handed. Exactly. But, yeah, so uh, they're, they have these shields that instead of just like increasing their invulnerable or whatever, they make any incoming attack minus one strength. So... The big thing about this is that this makes, and I've, t- I've talked about this before, but this makes uh, Power Fist Strength 7. Yeah. So these guys aren't getting doubled out. Yeah. So they're getting their four field of pain. Yeah. So they're a much more durable unit yeah. than they seem. Um, these guys will just be good backline fighters. Like, uh, Phil was yeah. kind of complaining about them. He's like, oh, they're not that great, like, whatever. But I looked at them and was like, dude, like, they're pretty cheap and really, if you take a squad of these guys, you're going to be getting, it's like, what? I'm looking at them just... Let me look at the points really quick. Like, I don't know, like a, a sort of mid to high two hundreds. It's two fifty for ever for uh, five, five guys and the sergeant with a blade of perdition. Yeah, Dude, there you go. So two fifty. There you go. You throw that in a, a drag claw. You're up to three hundred and sixty five points for five really really butchery terminators. Like, that's not bad. Um, the, and it's cool that the sergeant actually has two wounds and three attack space. 
Oh, he does have two wounds. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and that's the thing. Like, so for my Just Aaron, like Just Aaron base are two fifty five. Yeah. So like. Five points less, and you have a unit that's going to go toe to toe with them. Yeah, but yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> but I don't know. I just it, mean like. But I think that if, if the Just Aaron gets the charger, fuck because the shields aren't going to do anything at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. That's yeah. Totally. I think yeah. I think the the blade of perdition would do a lot. I think the the biggest problem would be those rending swords and just like, come on, get that rend so I can get through your yeah. two fucking wounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I think I think they're a cool unit. Um, they can't. They can also be joined by by characters. Some a nice uh, thing that they've sort of uh, put in their rules though for the outnumbering purposes is that the character doesn't count. So yeah. it's just against them. So that's kind of cool. I do want to point out, though, it doesn't say power sword automatic. It just says power weapon. So you could give them axes. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, 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 totally. That's true. Uh, and then I actually really like the fact that their shields isn't, isn't just like plus one year vulnerable save or a three plus one vulnerable I, save. Yeah. I, I really it's a very different style of it because, like, I was really happy that they didn't go just, like, Giving him another unit's got a three plus invulnerable save. Exactly, because and that's it's also the thing with the two wounds. It's like I don't want every Terminator unit to just be like, yeah, invalidate the older Terminator unit with just like oh, it's like like I like when they make them different. Yeah, we haven't seen a unit like this exactly. like in Terminator. It's like, it's like these Terminators can be like elite in their own way, but they don't doesn't have to be like oh my my imperial my red imperial fist Terminator is like. You know, like, or that they're like that the shields were different than the uh, imperial fist shields. Like they could have gone exactly. taken the easy route and just done that. They could have literally been red imperial fist terminators. Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, like it's it's awesome. With maybe a couple tweaks, obviously, totally. but this is like, like very this very is, different. Cool. This is drastically different. Yeah, and, it's, and it yeah. emphasizes small units, which is like something you don't. Yeah, totally. Which is really cool. And and the emphasis behind it too to take totally. them in in small and, units. And if you're playing like that's badass. Like I don't know. Like to me, I like to play elite army. It's like, oh, I got this, like, elite tiny squad of Terminators that just goes and, like, eats, like, five infantry squads or whatever because, you know, they're... They, it just doesn't, every just, time I fail my two-plus, I pass my four-up field of pain. Goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> you know? The other cool thing they have is it's got Stubborn built in at Leadership 10, and they have Deep Strike built in. Do they really? Yeah. Really? Oh, they do. Damn, that's fucking crazy well they're leadership ten- yeah that's yeah. like that's a big thing in this book they like to do these high ass it's cause they're meant to fight demons man yeah, totally. like yeah totally just Aaron are, were our leadership nine and uh stubborn and they've definitely been like I was like whoa there's like two units in here that are just like straight up leadership ten stubborn now like crazy <sighs> yeah yeah that's awesome. So, yeah, and then uh, so the next unit is the Angels Tears. Uh, these guys are thematically freaking cool as shit. They're uh, going to wreck demons, oh, my God. They seem really good. I mean, so there's, here's, the, here's the strange sort of conundrum with them. Destroyers have been upgraded to be uh, basically veterans in, in terms of stats. So destroyers have two attacks. Oh, but these guys have These guys have one. <laughs> Yeah. So it's interesting. I, you know, it might be intended. I don't really know. Um, well, this is much more of a shooting unit comparatively. That's where I, what I'm kind of thinking, right? It's like, well, you can give them all uh, uh, assault cannons with suspenser webs. Which is hilarious. Which is hilarious. It's pretty crazy. My only thing with them is it's like, okay, so they're jump infantry. That's, that's cool and all that. It's good. 
they, I think they're a shooting and an assault unit still because they yeah. have rad grenades. Like the the big thing with these guys is going to be like, hey, they charge and uh, they're wounding on twos on most units because you're now toughest three, but they're they're plus one to wounding as well. So that's pretty crazy. Yeah, um, I, it's it's funny because I think the reason they're more of a shooting is because they come stocked with Volkite Serpentos, yeah, which is cool. two of them. Yeah. And hardened armor. And yeah. I don't think people realize actually how effective, helpful that's going to be on a deep striking unit. Yeah, destroyers have that too. Yeah, because you're they're yeah. more uh, more likely taking the blasts. Nerf quad yeah. mortars can do less damage. Yeah, so. yeah. I also and, I like the aspect that they've added in here with uh, the Legion Mortap may be able to join them, and they, with the right of war that takes destroyers as. Um, the limitation of troops that they can use these instead. No, totally. I just mean, like, in terms of, hey, like, that's more, it's just the tightness of the rules. I I really like that. I don't think it's written here. I was kind of hoping that this would, that there would be something that would actually say that these replace the destroyers and you can't Mm. take destroyers. But, eh, whatever. Um, So, yeah, the next unit, this is probably, this is one of my favorite things. That this is the contemptor with a freaking uh, yeah. Some yeah. some people I knew as soon as I saw this that you were gonna love it, and then I and then like some people are just like, oh, this is the stupidest thing ever. Like, yeah. but I think it's totally cool. Like, I think it's awesome. Well, even beyond like the theme of it, like I don't know how much I'm gonna like it. I, it it's gonna depend on what the model looks like. If the model looks doofy and has like two swords sticking out of like hands, I'm gonna be like, all right. Settler <laughs> down, Forge World. Like, we'll see. The well, we've seen that. The, we've seen the the CAD rendering of it, which I was not impressed with that. No, neither and, was uh, I. CAD <laughs> rendering, so it, that that means literally nothing. No, totally. Great, you take it with a grain of salt for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so this thing is really, really good. I'm going to explain to you why it's really, really good. So you know that I like to play contemptors. Um. Assault contemporaries specifically. And this is basically so a regular contemptor is 175 points base. And then generally, if you're going to outfit it for combat, um, you're going to give it a power fist, a chain fist, maybe two grab guns, and you're also going to buy it a drag claw. So it ends up being like, and then extra armor, obviously. Okay, Teo's uh, got to run here, so uh, Teo, we're gonna let you go, and we'll uh, we'll close out the show, and we'll chat with you in next episode. Yeah, bud. Children, man. children be calling. All right, buddy. Peace out. Peace. All right. All right. But yeah, so basically, looking at a base contemptors is a. When you, when you upgrade a contender, it's like 225 points. We're talking a regular contender. We're not talking the bitch-ass quarters. Yeah. <laughs> Throw it in the pod. It's going to be 350-ish points, right? This thing is pretty nuts. It's so 195. It's 195, but what it comes with at 195 <laughs> is pretty crazy because it comes with the two of these Blades of Perdition, Dreadnought Blades of Perdition. Yep. That seemed, when I looked at that, I was like, okay, well, that's like a slight, there's a weakness there, because if they're fighting in the Dreadnoughts, they're going to be in a tough spot. But they can just replace the other one for a Power Fist for free, which is pretty nice. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, 
So, aside from just that, they have this fucking booster pack. So, the booster pack can either be used to make their assault distance 3d6, which is fucking pretty nuts. Yeah. Uh, it can be used to... What's the other one? Uh, it's either Deep Strike or... Oh, or it's the just assault. those two. Okay. That's, yeah. I thought there was three. No. Yeah, so the other one is Deep Strike. So, Deep Strike's pretty powerful because, like, look... It's 195 points. You don't need to add any options to this thing. To this thing, it's 195 points. Just take two if you're gonna deep strike it. Yeah. And then like you have like this like big like these two threatening dreadnoughts deep strike dropping in your back on. Yeah. yeah. Like try to put them in a way that they can't surround them. Yeah. But like yeah, deep strike, boom, they're there. One on and either flank, they gotta do. They exactly. gotta do deal with yeah. that, right? But the other thing about them is like they have armored ceramite base oh shit i missed that because they're coming in from orbit so that's really good man like contemptors die to armored ceramite all the time i don't see that where's that is that in there armored ceramite special rules under fleet oh uh, great yeah yeah okay and then uh they they can take extra armor as well and it's uh 10 points yeah. Which is an increase from regular contemptors, which is interesting. Well, regular contemptors pay you're five. getting you're so getting the extra yeah, stuff, cool. right? So it's gonna be two oh five, like you know, I mean, it's it's pretty cool. Like you could, yeah, definitely bringing some of these things down, and like you could definitely do a very themed list with this and too, like I yeah, mean, which might be worth it actually. Like looking at it now, yeah, I mean thirty points. Like yeah, they're going to be two hundred forty points, and they're fucking crazy good for what you're getting. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, the next thing is the Justicar Aster Crone. So I've had like a not a super close look at this guy, but he's pretty cool. I he's mean, got a cool picture. He's got a really cool picture. So he's a destroyer <laughs> character. Uh, everyone's kind of choked because this guy doesn't have a jump pack, which I get. Like, I can totally understand it. It's a little weird that they did that. But I don't think that makes him, like... Not usable. usable or anything. <laughs> like, he's, he, he's got some pretty cool shit. Like, here's the thing. Anytime you have a character with counterattack... Gives it to the unit. Like, why, why do you want to throw it with a unit that has counterattack? Yeah. So, like, you know, maybe you want to run him with a with a with a command squad or something, like something where counterattack can be a use use right. sort of thing. You know, like, um, he has two hand flamers, which is pretty cool, and then he has like a like I don't know if it's his right of war. What is it? The start of the game. He has, I don't know. He no, has, it's just a special rule. He has a special rule, rule where he can, like, give his hand flamers rending or something like that and shred, which is uh, oh, no, yeah, not sure. bad. Yeah. He's, he's, like, he's okay. He's a very low-level uh, points level. Um, the one thing that I'm finding kind of weird about him... It's just, not his flamers. It's any of the Kornn or Destroyers or Angel's Tier units that right, make shooting right, attacks right, right, get the, yeah. the okay. shred and rending. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty right? sweet. Like, I mean... Like, it's very situational. Hand flamers are too many points. Until we get into the Psy Arcana. <laughs> there are too many points base, but, like, if you're giving them the Psy Arcana upgrade, they're not too many points. They're actually pretty good now. But, uh, yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see how he gets used. Uh, he doesn't have a jump pack. I don't know what you run him with. Maybe you run him with those Terminators. I don't, I, I don't know. Oh, no, sorry. I fucked up here. You roll D D3, and that the controlling player may select number of enemy units equal to that number um, that have the angel's wrath, and then um, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's very situational. 
Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. He doesn't seem that bad though. He's one fifty five. The only thing that I see him being being really bad about him is that he doesn't have a uh, Master of the Legion. Mm-hmm. Because that's just like, oh well, you have to get a second character if you want to run a war now. So yeah. Uh, the last one here for characters is Raleron. Um, he's really, really bare bones, sort of like stock. Like his rules are cool in the way that because they like describe in the describe him in the books as being extremely Spartan, is just like blunt and to the point, and a smart commander and all that. But he's not like showy. He's not like right. in pristine, crazy armor or anything. He's just like a dude that's like really good. Well, this was interesting because this is what they previewed him, and then the the white ridiculous white scar guy, yeah. and it, everyone was like losing their minds over the white scar guy, well, and then looking at him and being like, "Well, what the hell?" This guy's amazing though. So yeah, he, this guy's really good for 180 points. Like anyone who's bitching about Ralph, <laughs> he is so good. So he's got a Paragon blade with murderous strike, mm-hmm. you know, normal, but it's fucking. It's mastercrafted base, but it's a with shred. shred. So yeah. that's double your chances for murderous strike. It just wounds. It's a strength the five AP two. Exactly, and remember the Blood Angels, um, Legion rules that you're plus one to wound. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a blade of perdition, the strength four, and then wounding on threes. It's a fucking paragon blade, so it's wounding on twos. Twos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's pretty nasty. Yeah. And then he can choose his warlord trait, which is oh, also wow. really good. Um, yeah. And very thematically awesome. And then other than that, he's got Praetor stats with uh, weapon skill seven. Yeah. So yeah, he's pretty cool. Um, and then we've we've been we've gone over Sanguinius. He's so. awesome. He he buffs the whole army. Like you get into the right of war, it's got a bunch of bonuses to their jump infantry, and they get a cover save the turn they come down. Like the Day of Revelations load list is gonna be fucking brutal. It's really good. It seems like one of the best. It, it seems like to me the best, the most powerful jump infantry uh, uh, option. You option can, yeah, but that's general, kind of their like, shtick, totally, right? So I mean, even above like the Raven Guard and stuff, like it just seems like it will be like this is the scariest jump infantry. <laughs> like, they all come down turn one, like it's so good. But that kind of sh- like uh, even that Raven Guard, that y- yes, a- are like that. But totally. they're the they're the most stealth, right? So these guys should be yeah, like I'm gonna come and knock your teeth in, right? supposed to be exactly what ex- exemplifies the blood angels yeah it is the shock and awe the perfect timing the like yeah it's a really cool right of war so uh yeah that's blood angels i'm i think they're pretty awesome um i think they're gonna be well we're definitely gonna definitely see well. see them in our meta with two local players I'm psyched about that yep. yeah um yeah, and then other than that, what do we get? We got uh, we, we got, got the consoles. We got the consoles, and we got like the custodes. We could even save that and do a little mini thing later because the custodes are basically just point upgrades, right? They're both yeah, they're like, mostly I don't know changes. If I went we, through everything. Yeah, they're I. I don't even know if it's worth know, getting into super into uh, super the detail. One thing, the one thing I would get into detail with that I think is just really funny is that like. I was reading this write-up, and, like, everyone was bitching about the write-up because it was, it was about, like, the changes to custodes. And uh, the guy was like, oh, well, the they went up in 25 points or whatever, the Terminators. And everyone's like, well, what the fuck? Why would you bring the Terminators up in points? That's so, like, again, and I was kind of, like, a little bit, this, like, okay, well, that's kind of weird, but sure. 
I open the book and I flip the stones. I look at the Terminators. The first thing I look down at is wounds three. What? They got three wounds? Yeah, I was like, yeah, dude. So they, they went up in 25 points. And they got three wounds each. So they're like, very I have not heard that. I yeah. That's the first I've heard that. Monsters. Yeah, really good. So, yeah. Man, mainly, Sterling's got a grin on his face right now. It's just points changes. Uh, I'll just, I'll quickly go. Yeah, through. sure. Yeah, yeah. Everything. So, like, the, uh, because you probably want to know the tribune. So anyway, the tribune went up in price. Tribune, it doubled in price, cost, right? Doubled in price. Very happy. Totally with that. fine with uh, that. Valdor is now three hundred and thirty points. He used to be two seventy five. That's a huge. It's a good, really good it, one. Yeah. Seventy five points. His uh, warlord trade is also only him and his unit. They um, they up they changed the prices to the airy shrikes. Yeah. I can't remember. I think there were 15 points each or something like that. Like there are I think there were five before, and now they're... Or no, they were oh. two, so maybe they're five now. Okay. But there are, it's something like that. There are a lot more, though. It adds up. I think it's five and five points a model. That will add up quite a bit, yeah, for sure. So that's a thing uh, which really did need to happen because those were just so auto include. Um, the Heteran Guard went up about 25 points. The Terminators went up about 25 points. I think the Heteran Guard might have actually gone up like 35. They're I think like, they did go. They're like 225 right now, and then 70 after that, I, I believe. Um, the um, There was a nerf to the uh, the front armor of the transport, right? That's actually right? not true. Oh, no? Yeah, and it was the same write-up. The guy just didn't know because it was that well. Oh, okay. But, uh, no, it was the same. I heard that one. Same, I wasn't... Because I, I said it. <laughs> yeah. And I read the thing, and I was like, no. Nope, well, I wasn't going to throw you under the bus. You just did it yourself. Thirteen. Uh, on the front still, but it's 185 points. The... Uh, the, tra- the transfer. That so it went up. It went up by like fifty points, 50 right? Because I think really, it was the same as a Trieros before. It, it was very similar, which was yeah, ridiculous. So it was usually one fifty-five because you'd give it ceremony. Right. But yeah. now it's going to be two hundred five. Right. So that's good. Um, they made the Talamon went up significantly in points. That thing now, I agree with it, sort of. I don't like that they, they made the Storm Cannon more expensive, but they left the Caliber the same price. Okay. But the Caliber is the one that people use, so I don't really know what's up with that. But if you gave that thing to dual Storm Cannons now, it's now like 420 or 410 yeah. points. It's a beast now. So uh, it's still a monster on the table, but it's one of those things like, hey, uh, I think it's 330 base now. So I think mine with the upgrade will be like... Before it was three thirty, I think now it'll be three sixty. Okay. So it's basically gone up. Like it depends, right? If you give it two guns, it goes right. up even more. It gets pretty. Yeah. I did notice that they didn't make the change with the dreadnought with the spear, and that it still counts as having two power fists as well. They didn't make yeah, that change. Yeah, I I just accepted that as like I guess that's how they intended. It yeah, to be. I guess so. so. It, it is weird, but the I don't give a fuck about it anymore because they made the thing like three hundred points. Yeah, so, now so it's actually like okay, you're paying you're dude, paying a premium like for I look it. At those things, and I'm like, well, <laughs> if that thing gets to you, you fucked up. I guess. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. It's like it's a it's a regular dreadnought bre- that's like not that hard to kill and is super scary to get charged by. So maybe just don't get charged by it because yeah. you can't go in a pot or anything. Yeah. You know, like, so, yeah, um, I've always thought that Gladius was more, personally, I've always thought that Gladius was a better option because it's the durability is right. so important. I just think the model, both of the models are so I, fucking yeah, dope. I, so. I, I, if I ever get back on my custodes, which this list has definitely, like, sparked a little bit. A little bit more. Okay. Yeah, like, All right. like uh, you know, 
I think I'll go through this phase where I'm doing all my Sons of Horus and stuff and my Mechanicum, and then maybe when I'm kind of, like, caught up on that, so where I want to Then you'll be, start to drift maybe over. Maybe I'll want to kind of start doing something cleaner. And more yeah, like, you yeah. got the brush now, too. You can yeah, start using that. Exactly. So. I, would, I, would, I would restart your scheme and everything. Right. But, uh, yeah, so basically it's just, like, point increases. Which is good. That's what basically yeah. we generally, for most of it, I know they did, I think they tweaked the shield as well. But yeah, so we, that's we, a four up and vulnerable now. On It's a plus one of your vulnerable. Right. And it's on the dreadnought as well now, which is yeah. nice because it's just re-rollables. Are it just makes sense. Bad. It's the way, yeah. But I think like generally overall the community was like, hey, this makes sense because these guys should be badasses and they yeah. should fucking crush people. They've but they're too cheap. It seems like for your average person who is playing, like, say, a 2,000-point list and they were playing a non-broken list, yeah. it's probably gone up, like, 150 points. That's Yeah, that's reasonable. I don't think they needed, like, to just be, like, I don't know, man. People people are, were, like, bef- when, the, when they got their first rebalance... People considering custodes to still be just like this, like end all be all, like they're not as bad as people try to make them out to be. So like, yeah, I'm glad they didn't just completely like shit on them and make them this just bad, bad army because like. No, I think reacted to like how powerful they are or whatever. I haven't like gotten the updated quartermaster um, list and like rebalance of what I have and see what the point difference yeah. is between the two, but. You, know, you have Valor? Huh? No. You, yeah, so you, no. your list, between the transports and the fucking... And the shrikes. The, the shrikes and the, the tribune, like, right there, that's like 100, probably 100. It's probably two, two, two. I'd say it's probably, yeah, maybe something around there. Like, I don't know, something like that, yeah. yeah. Well, it's like, you know, haven't even started on that one, so uh, I also forgot well, some hobby progress of getting they're... some more custode yeah. stuff, so <laughs> more stuff on the, the painting table to come. But yeah, I think like overall, obviously we haven't fully gotten into it, but I think we're thumbs up on book eight. For sure. Yeah, the la- the very last thing that I think we should touch on a bit is the Syracons, because they're a pretty big deal. Okay, you start on that. I'm going to run and go to the bathroom, okay. so you start talking. Yes, me. so we have these uh, <laughs> now, and uh, th- I think they're pretty cool because they're basically just general war gear options for all of pretty much everything. Most of it's Legion focused, but um, yeah, I, I, you know, I think everyone's probably seen what these things are, but maybe hasn't necessarily gone through them like super specifically, but they're, they're pretty great because in my opinion, it is anyways, because most of them, like there are some very powerful ones. They all seem like they've been, um, the points seem like they've been tuned higher than maybe some of them might be worth, just to be extra careful that they're not, like, integrating something that's completely broken. That's my sort of uh, what I take away from it. Uh, I think the sword, the instant death sword, is really powerful, but it's also 55 points, so I don't know how many people I'm gonna you're going to see taking that. Uh, a lot of people like to just take the... Praetor with the uh, Paragon Blade and the Power Fist. I personally run mine as a Terminator, so I can't get that Power Fist, so I'm just psyched that we get, like, a cool, badass sword. Like, because 
my purgatory is going to like taking that bad boy. Like, it's, I agree uh, with everything just, you just said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just talk about the the sword, uh, the, the, the divining blades or whatever. But they're like plus two strength, instant death, and um, they're basically a paragon blade that's AP one plus two strength, instant death, and uh, a psi shock, so it fucks up demons. It makes them perils automatically. It's a psi arc. Oh, great! Yeah, okay, Very sweet. Powerful. So I ran that. I forgot to mention that I actually ran that on my Praetor against Jeremy. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Oh yeah, okay, cool. Suddenly, like, and did it do work as well? Oh yeah, yeah. It's a, it's powerful, but it's, so they if it take a so if they take a wound. It's instant death, and they immediately have to perils. Yeah, the unit. Okay. Demons, yeah. But that okay. So, but then if you were if you were fighting like a demon lord, you could if depending on how they roll, that could boost them as well. Yeah. So, wonder how would they die then with the instant death? No, demon lords have eternal warrior. Right. Okay. Yeah. They're like the only. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, that's pretty awesome. I, you know, you know, I like to run my prayers where I was like, ah, oh, whatever, I'll make him 232 points, and now suddenly he's a fucking badass. Well, that's. You're, <laughs> I get my own mini six for the You're talking to a dude that mostly runs, like, uh, Arc oh, Magos, yes. right? So. so, this thing is a huge, like, yeah, this thing will be a really big shakeup for the cold meta because it's, like, again, it's another reason why Mechanicum are going to be in a much less powerful spot than they were. I'm always of the opinion that, like, <clears throat> like yes, it's hard to kill Death Stars sometimes and stuff, but if you allow a Death Star to run through your whole army, then you probably fucked up somewhere. So it's like, yeah. you know, like, hey, yeah, maybe just don't get your all your Castlax in the combat with that Praetor if you can help it. Like, you know, like, it's it's just one of those things. You're just going to have to be weary of that, of that weapon and, like, Feed it thralls and yeah. stuff like that. Like, just don't, don't. Well, you know. and and just because I missed the start of that while I went and peed, and you <laughs> and I haven't read this section at all. So that's just new war gear that's open so anyone, it's new right? War gear for everyone, yeah. So, so that that divining blade, for instance, is uh, it's an upgrade to a paragon blade that costs thirty five points on top of the paragon. On top of the paragon blade. Ooh, okay, so she's pricey, uh, but it, it gives you all those things right and of course mastercrafted so it's actually like sort of yeah okay five points less yeah 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 so yeah that's pretty awesome um there's like a bunch that just adds psychic powers to units um interesting and so i have to dive in one that. thing that we didn't touch on really quick is actually the new unit have you have you read these these guys the, the freaking nullific, nullificators or the, no i i've heard about them i haven't read they are fucking awesome so they're, a, they're basically a legion terminator unit okay uh but the their leadership in 10 any flat, type of armor or uh any i think it's both types to- okay yeah, yeah. Um, it's good for fluff, actually, depending maybe, on what legion you're going cataphr- in. No, I think it actually is cataphracty. Hmm. I think it's cataphracty. So, but then they have these, like, they have power, they have fucking power malls that are plus two strength, and, and, uh... So they're strength six. They're strength six bulk height. <laughs> what? Really? So awesome, yeah. Cool. And they have hexonic runes, so, like, if a demon makes them roll it invulnerable, they can re-roll it if they fail it. Sweet. That's <laughs> that's cool. So this is the thing. So these Syracon are really cool because like a lot of people who are kind of maybe freaking out a little bit about demons, they got to remember like these Sy- a lot of these Syracon are balanced against demons and like for instance that divining sword or whatever. Right. It's pretty crazy. Or maybe you take the Trigorian uh 
plate or whatever it's called, and it gives it's they they points cost of this stuff really well because like the things that are powerful feel like in some cases they're maybe like just a little bit more points than they need to be just to be sure you know like, right but then like the stuff that's like situational is cheap they've made them literally like they've 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 they know, like, like, hey, you might not like face exactly. demons in this like, event, so, so we're not going to make it super expensive. You, there's a 10-point upgrade. You can remember the Psy Arcana, you can only take one on an independent character in your whole army, so you okay. can choose. One, um, at, like, not flat. one flat for the entire army, yeah. one upgrade, period. Yeah. Cool. But uh, what you can do is you could take for the new console, who is a anti-demon console who... I think he might be able to use demonology as well. I can't remember. There's two consoles. There's one that's a demon hunter guy, and then there's one that's like a crazy, malefic fucking right. librarian, which is really cool. But, uh, yeah, so this dude, he has hexonic. He's basically the, the, the equivalent to that Terminator unit, but in a console form. Okay. So he has those hexonic glyphs, and this Trigorian upgrade gives you a three-up and vulnerable in combat against uh, demons. Whoa! So you can have this guy with a rerollable three up and vulnerable in his console. So it's really powerful. There's there's one that just straight up makes any de- demon units in con in combat with this thing initiative one flat. Whoa! Yeah. Okay. There's, uh, another pretty crazy one that like I can't remember. Like it it can drop their weapon skill and their like initiative to or their. I can't remember. There's another one. That so that's interesting. That uh, it's like. I'm just brainstorming here of like how how I this is gonna. Into the craziest stuff. Oh, well, I'm sure. I'm just thinking so, like even like though because you're for I'm thinking events right of just like how we put on events of like listing okay you know Phil's coming he's coming with his knights or you're yeah. coming with your sons of Horus and like loyalists could start like scanning that it's like okay there's gonna be more demons well they're pointed they're pointed so well that it's like i'm just gonna take a lot of these upgrades flat out okay like like i will like so these are like the really crazy ones that are like for independent characters but then there's a separate section which is these less more like less relic ones but they're specifically just weapons for killing psychers and demons okay so these are general weapons and basically like there's two flamer versions, Toxifer cannons, which are probably my new favorite thing. <laughs> so you can either upgrade most of the stuff that has... Ha, they, they list the things that have access to this. Mostly it's destroyers. Right. Uh, and some of them, it's like a Mortad has access to some of them. Um, the, that anti-demon dude has access right. to some Right, yeah, them. yeah. Like, they're very specific units. Uh, the Toxifer cannons are literally like you can upgrade a hand flamer with one of these things for free. Uh, they're fucking really good. So they're strength three, poison three up, uh, tainted. Okay. Flamers. So they have basically rending. So if you roll a six, they rend. Right. And any unit that they hit, if they have a blessing active, if they take a wound from them, if they have a blessing active, so a psychic blessing on them. They all their blessings turn off from taking a wound. Whoa. This is the this is the like balance to Magnus. This is like the thing like so Or even or even are, to like biomancy demons too, right? Totally. Yeah. But but 
we all know that like Thousand Sons are like a kind of like the big one, you know? Well, like, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm trying not to just put the shine like, completely this on is their, like attempt at balancing biomancy magnets. <coughs> right. Like, okay. So I'm really happy about that. I and so, Psychers, and there's no ones. notes in terms of this, like um, what they put back out for. Uh, the relics in book four, like no, this, this is, is just straight in the flat, game, flat straight up I, with the demons. I'll, real, I'll be honest, I kind of wish that they would go back and do that with the other relics too, because like now that we're this deep, yeah, like I just want to get my badass cataphract armor, <laughs> you know. But uh, yeah, so that's pretty awesome. Um, and then the contemptors can take a Toxopharin cannon. Instead of like a power fist, so it's it would be like a, essentially equivalent of a of a giant flame arm. Yep. And, Underslung. Uh, these ones are strength uh, seven, AP four. They're both the other ones AP five. Okay. Uh, heavy one shred tainted. So the shred and tainted is pretty good. Mm-hmm. So you're like doubling your chances for that six, and then you do the wound, and like suddenly that unit is debuffed. So you know. These are going to be things like, look, Thousand Suns players and stuff, like, people are going to get mad. They're going to be like, eh, you can't list Taylor, don't list Taylor. But, guys, I hate to break it to you, everyone's going to list Taylor to some degree. If you know that you're playing against, like, a fucking Thousand Suns army, you're going to want to take things that are, like, anti-psyker to some degree. You shouldn't make your list entirely that, obviously. But, like... There's, these are the ways that you balance against them. So, like, hey, if you're having a game now with Thousand Suns, like, now you can actually take units that are like, hey, I can actually stand a chance against your Death Star. Or yeah, if we're t- so, if we're talking about like one-offs for sure, like, right? Yeah. yeah. So if you're if you and I were gonna be like, all right, John, let's, I want to play my Nurgle, and like you came over and we're gonna play a game. If it's if you took some of that stuff, I wouldn't be like. Oh, you fucking... Exactly. Like, you know, why, it's like, well... I showed up with, like, you know, suddenly I bought 60 destroyers and they're all carrying... Yeah, then it would be like, up. okay, now I'm going to bring some shit up with you, yeah, but, like, yeah. But yeah, that's, it's just one of those things. So, like, anyone who's getting all weird about the, like, the, like, oh, you're catering to my life, fuck off. Like, <laughs> it's like, these, these war gear options are in the book to be used. Like, if you're going to get butthurt because people want to use the war gear against the stuff it's supposed to be used against, fuck off. Yeah. Like, now Volkite is actually going to be usable, which is great. Like, I like, like, not that Volkite was, was Yeah, it was definitely but it usable, was, but... It was not, like, you know, you compare it to, like, Plasma, it's just less used. For sure. So now it's like, hey, Volkite's going to be a really fucking big thing now. Good um, thing. I've got a Shoom Shoom Squad coming. Yeah. And then the other stuff is all just, uh, like, it, it's like Psycho Grenades, and uh, you can get uh, Psycho Grenade Launchers and stuff on Destroyers and stuff like that now, which is really cool. Sweet. Can you put those in uh, Terminator grenade hunters is i wonder no i don't no. think so okay. no it's just destroyers so uh, yeah i'm getting i got these destroyers and i'm like all psyched but like now it's like i want to do hand flamers and i want to do grenade launchers i wonder so if I you could them. it's gonna be really fucking annoying to do i'll bet you you could find i'll bet you oh oh here i've got it for you you could take i've got a shit ton of them and i bet you you do as well from your castle axe take the flamers from those and you could probably mount them underneath like a a power fist type mm. thing to do like an underslung one it's true but they still have the pistol so i think i probably just uh, gonna magnetize it like it's yeah, yeah, yeah i have a bunch of uh, them left over from reavers okay cool. so like 
but I'm gonna have to. I was just thinking of like pieces that, yeah, yeah. Well, I think I've got more. I think I've got. Oh, maybe not that size. Oh, I have. I have. You've got the little guys. Yeah, I have the little ones. You're you're prepped. Okay. I bought like a million of them like two years ago or like five years ago even. Like I still, I'm always like, I'll never run out of these. (laughs) (laughs) Sweet. Well, yeah, like I think overall, you know, it's all good things. Like, yeah, we've been waiting a really long time for this book. And for me, you know, I was always just like, you guys can take your time and I'm not going to bitch. But if you're, it better be. It better be tight. I don't even play any of the factions that are in this book. And I bought the book because, like... That's not true. You play Custodes. You have a Custodes oh, that's, army. that's true. I played them three times total, but yes. You do own a, a Custodes force. That, but that... I, I, I also forgot they're in the book, so that's... <laughs> but Cygnus Prime, to me, is, like, one of the most, like interesting settings it's like a it's a big one it's like yeah. oh it, this is like where it's so different from the other ones it's like a, it's a fucking demon world of 30k it's pretty cool well i knew like one of the beauties about the black books is that it is this start like you can read the the black library novels and you yeah. can get a flavor from that but then the flavor that you get from the exact same story but in the black books is completely different than what you're going to get from fear a fear to tread so that even if i hadn't like obviously i was gonna buy this book i've got a demon army and i've got custodes on the back sure. burner and there custodes is this feel like a bonus to me i'm like oh i got custodes totally cool because but, I don't book seven. but then there's also alpha legion in this in a campaign yeah. for them so for me this is probably the most like geared towards aj Very book cool. that they've put out so far so i was gonna get this regardless but yeah. just because of the Cygnus thing and the way that I knew that they were, or at least I hoped that they were going to take the writing aspect of the demons in Cygnus of yeah. being like, we don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah. Like, I was super stoked to to read how they were going to do that, like to see how they're to do that. So, and I've only, like I said, I've only got a couple pages in and reading about the great lie and everything, but already I'm just like, okay, this is exactly what I want. So, so the other thing about this book is that it kind of came with basically a new centurion equivalent with that Chondax campaign thing. So, Oh really? I'd be really interested to see how that plays out. People are like, I'm a little skeptical of it because it's essentially centurion, but it allows tanks. Allows one unit of tanks. Okay. Well, I've heard of some events doing that, of taking Tim and Michaels and then just being like, you can have like one unit in like a rhino or. The thing is that it's a unit that's the worry because you could have a squadron of. Um, of like, like land raiders. Yeah. yeah. Land raiders or whatever, and then you just have it invincible. It's like a little like. But uh, I would. I, I won't lie. I would kind of like to try and run it in place of Centurion and see how it goes at one of our events. Sure, yeah. Like, well, you and I have been talking about for a while of doing like just a full Centurion event, and yeah, you know, maybe making it a a one day thing and instead yeah, of a two sure. day or I something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, we could we'll throw that into the brain stew because we could like test it. You know, see how people think about it. See what the lists look like. If it, if it, if we find that there's things that seem broken or whatever, it's like 
There's, there's no limitation on jet bikes. There's no limitation on tanks. It's like that's the main thing. Well, but it's kind of too bad that this didn't come out earlier because we could have done that for like the weekend warriors this weekend with only yeah. having like a smaller event. It would have been like a perfect kind of yeah. testing ground for that. But you know, say la vie. Yeah. Next next little event. Maybe we'll do a little Christmas get together or something like that. Yeah. Teo cool. can dress up as Santa. Oh, I want that so badly. Cool. <laughs> All right. Well. I think uh, you know, long ramble on on book eight, but we're we're jacked on it, and uh, let's hope it's not a two year wait to book nine. Yeah, I really I don't think it not. will. I the thing that's really interesting with buying this book is I'm now realize that I'm probably going to be someone who buys the black books as they come out. Now. Which I never thought I would be yeah. before, and the, when I got book one, I was like. Oh, I could do this. It's like once every couple of years I can put out 200 bucks. Yeah, when you first start in the heresy, especially like, what, well, you started before me, but like I started more or less like, I think I started, like when I really started buying models was book six, like just yeah. before book six. And book six I bought because I'm like I'm fresh in the heresy books, and I like want to get the new book. And be part of the new release. But yeah. then once I got it, I was just like, oh, my God, there's five more books. And they're all, like, this much. It's gonna, it's a little daunting. But now, as a, a fine gentleman that owns books one through eight, I will definitely be a person that oh, buys yeah, all of sure. them. I don't, like, I'm not, I'm not going to get every book. I'm not like, oh, I need to complete. But I will go back and get, like, some. Like, when they reprint book six, I'm definitely ordering that. It says my Xanafluff in it. I'm not gonna like go out and look for like everyone's like oh I need book six I need it to look like the other one I'm like I don't fucking give a shit like I want them to put out a version of that that doesn't have rules <laughs> so that like it's it's cheaper and like I could have it on my shelf and have the fluff and it's still gonna look really nice inside yeah. you know it's like because um, the rules are all outdated anyways like you yeah know. well the all the mission like really book six to me is like you're getting it for. You're getting it for you, you'd be getting it for the Xana stuff, yeah. and then you'd be getting it for all the Shadow War missions. I really, really, really hope that the next book touches on Xana again. <laughs> like, I really hope. Well, I, I think that's really good chances, man. Like, we're going to get so. Dark Mechanicum. I don't know how they would dip. I, I don't know how they can the do dark, the, it without Xana. Like dark Mechanicum that are with the fucking night lords when they fought fought the the lion okay during the i can't remember what the thramus thramus crusade yeah. yeah so whatever that means i don't know but I yeah but it, i doubt like are they going to make a whole list based around a campaign that seems the the Probably fluff no but idea. in it might be based on the thramus campaign but i don't think the army list is going to base no, be no, no, based no. around I that mean, uh, i mean i mean uh they they go they go all over the place with the fluff. That's right. what I mean though. I mean the fluff. I mean like I literally yeah. want news animals. They're yeah, they're gonna I, I don't know how they could like could in. They're kind of they've made they've made Scoria like the Primark level yeah. uh, you know, Mechanicum. So how they could talk about Dark Mechanicum without talking about Scoria, like that just so, seems I'm like giddy for that book. That's gonna be like John shitting himself when I get to fucking play like oh. dark, dark Mechanicum fucking demons. Yeah, you and you and Greg will just like meet up in the middle of the straight of the Wanda Fuka with your books and, yeah. and little rafts and just make out and yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Um yeah, I really hope they do the like uh, they go the 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 Galvor back 
combined with mechanic oh that'd be like fucking oh man yes. that'd be so cool like doing that with like immediately my mind went to no i went to thalax totally i think that would be yeah. super be one of the best and that's because i'm instantly thinking of greg's army of yeah. of but just the like all the like, horns and coming just out. like they have a really they're they're the perfect model for something like that. Yeah, because they're, like, they're they're still got human in them, right? There's still stuff to be corrected. And they just have the cool design, the the back jointed legs and stuff. Like there's just a lot you could do, and they're they're just like these big. They're not huge, but they're like these. They're big, imposing, sort of like. I can just I can see really cool like stuff. stretch flesh over exactly. over. Yeah, totally. Oh man, all exciting things to come in the future. I, and I'm gonna make a early because just because this is our book eight episode, I want to make an early prediction for book nine. Okay. Like, just because, like you know, it's like the first episode for this this book. I want to make a prediction for the next book. Um, I think that we will get some kind of loyalist Mechanicum character. I hope so, book. man. It, I feel like they need to have like they should have a balance. I know between them. I mean, I get it because I know that like the the Forge Worlds were are like represented in a way that like a lot of them are neutral to the cause. But like it is weird. It's like well, we're like there's loyalist fucking Mechanicum. Yeah, but that said, I'll be the devil's advocate and say there is no traitor stamp on Scoria's. Uh, is, is there? It really? says it on the bottom. It says that he can only be in a traitor list. It's like uh, the last thing that his his thing says. Okay, well, as <laughs> listeners probably know now, they shouldn't be listening to me for any rules type thing. So, uh, well, thanks for running me through a bunch of that stuff that I haven't gotten to yet. And it's all, yeah, it's going to be so cool to see what the meta changes and yeah. are and all very exciting things to come. So... Let us kick it over to past AJ and the one and the only Mr. Ryan Kimmel. And welcome back the boys of the golden throne i am very privileged to be sitting here <laughs> on this fine sunday morning talking to the one and only mr ryan kimmel sir say what's going on to the listeners what's happening everybody so sir thank you for coming on it's always Ain't a no pleasure problem, to talk with uh with the, the friendliest uh dude out there <laughs> You you might have heard differently on on the internet, but I can tell you it's the the truth right here. So, Mister Friendly Ryan Kimmel, uh, we are here to talk about Wargamer Camp, aka yeah, Wargames Camp or, War, or Wargamer see, Camp. Yeah. See, I was like two yep. seconds ago. We're like, how many times am I going to mess this up? Aka yeah. formerly Heresy Camp, and uh, it's still Heresy Camp. It's still Heresy there's going to be just as much heresy there. Oh yeah. There's even more because now there's Titanicus and all kinds of stuff. So, 
Yes. So we uh, this is basically round two. We're moving moving the venue. Last year's very successful Heresy Camp at Camp Aranzanzu. I know that's not actually the way that it's it's said, but it's ingrained in my brain now. That's how we said it all weekend. Well, I know. I they were they just it's Aranzuzu or something, or something, isn't it? I don't know. I just like I purged that immediately from my yeah. mind. It's like whatever yeah. Michael says is what I'm I'm going to call it. So. And yeah. he never says any words correctly, so. <laughs> and he's not here to defend himself either. Nope, it's true anyway. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, such an, you guys put on, like, such an amazing event. Um, both Ezra and I, uh, Ezra from our local community here, hopped on planes, flew down, and I had probably the greatest, you know, gaming experience of my entire life. Like, such amazing people, amazing events. Uh, you know, I'd say the there's only one downside, and that was probably the mosquitoes. But on the plus side, no one was actually carried away and lifted off from yeah. the mosquitoes. We had a few Chronicle Aridics moment, you know, like where you couldn't like go outside at night, or that might have happened. And we're like, no, don't open the door. But yeah, it worked out. Yeah. Well, some people I think were a, a lot more affected than others. I, you know, if I, when we get Henry to come on to talk about what he's doing at Wargamer Camp, it, I might just be like, so what was uh, last year like for, for you? And he just might, you know, start just mildly screaming into the mic. I have a video. I know I've so, showed it to you of him walking down a sidewalk and I'm walking behind him and I'm filming him and he doesn't know I'm filming him. And he's you know, trying to brush. Yeah. And he makes it into the room. But like threw a door into an airlock and he's like brushed him off and stomping on him and cussing. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I seriously have that on my phone and I literally watch it once a week and it just <laughs> makes me laugh. I get it out about once a week and watch it. And every once in a while I send it to him and I go, Hey, remember this? Hashtag never forget. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whenever you're feeling low, just uh, let Henry's uh, suffering pick you back up. Yeah. <laughs> So yes, we uh, it, it's such an amazing event, and we were all uh, eager, eagerly hoping that you guys would put on another one. And uh, we, you guys, are moving the venue, new state, a little bit yep. closer to you. And uh, so, why don't you uh, tell us what's going on this year? Okay, so this year we've changed the name from Heresy Camp to Wargamer Camp. But all the same heresy stuff that we did last year will basically still, I mean, it's all going to be available. It's going to be the same stuff. We just added uh, where we're doing other games as well. Yeah. That way it's more, it's a broader spectrum to attract more people to just, you know, get more people in um, and let people experience some other stuff. But it's not like it. I don't want people to think like, oh, I only cared about the heresy thing. I'm not going to go. Like, if you if you, all you want to do is heresy, there's going to be all the same heresy stuff plus more yeah. than last year. It's just going to be – there's also going to be some other weirdos there playing, <laughs> you know, War Battle Machine or Flames or... of War or whatever on a couple ta- – you know, a couple tables over. But, I mean, yeah. other than that, it's the, it's the, the same event. Um, so – uh, we can get into what's going on here. So, so first, where 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 is the new location taking place? Yeah, I'm trying to Facebook's oh, trying to load because <laughs> I want to get all the details right. Damn you, Zuckerberg! Yeah, I had it all pulled up so we wouldn't have this weird thing going on, like where I'm trying to find stuff and it's not, but it didn't work. Okay, here we go. So, it's going to be at a place called Jameson Camp. 
and Jameson Camp is just like a local campgrounds here that uh, they do like community events or whatever. Um, I did have to laugh because one of the guys going had a when we were in like grade school, he had fat camp there. You guys have fat camp in Canada. I mean, they don't call it. That's probably not politically correct or whatever, but we call it fat. Like that's what everybody calls it. I'm sure sure that exists up in Canada here. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So he's like, I had fat camp there and we all started laughing. Oh, that's awesome. They're probably all sponsored by Tim Hortons up in Canada, I'm sure. Yeah. But anyway, so it's like a, you know, like a, they have a lot of kids summer camps there. Um, kind of like the camp we had last year was uh, specially designed for like uh, disabled kids, yeah. and, you know, things like that. This is, does stuff like that, but it's more like you can rent it for anything. So even like uh, if you're just corporate people and you were looking for a place to rent for a weekend or whatever, you right. can rent it. Corporate so treats, things like that. Exactly. Yeah. So this is set up similar to the, the same thing. They have like a, a lake pond i got i call it a pond not a lake they got like a pond there some swimming pools uh they got like a big what you would call the main hall you know yeah. like a, just a big room with fireplace with a kitchen attached and all that just yeah. like the last year they have an art center a thing they call the peace center i guess it's like a yoga room or whatever but okay. you can use it for whatever and then they have several uh big cabins and then the cabins are subdivided into rooms so um, similar, and sounds very similar to you. Very similar. The year. cabins at this place are a lot nicer, in my oh, opinion. Okay. Uh, they they feel like more like an actual cabin. Like you know what I mean? They're not like just a concrete right. building. Not yeah. that the other place was bad. You know, it's clean, whatever. Uh, yeah, looking at the place, pictures, it's got like much more of a wood vibe going on. Yeah, lots it more feels f- more like an actual like camp, camp. or like you're. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, they have a big like fire circle, a stage. Uh, there's all, you know, there's all, there's all kinds of uh, wildlife, just like at the other place. Like, you know, obviously, we have different stuff. There will be a lot of white-tailed deer, things like that, that you'll see. Sweet. Um, so it, it's pretty nice. You know, we've rented basically the whole camp, uh, and we got it, you know, 24-7. So it's something you can leave. You can come back. Like, if there's food or something off-site you want to go get, all that. Uh, if there's something you want to do somewhere in Indiana, you can come back. Um, the gate's never, you know, locked or whatever. You can get in and out. Uh, so basically we get the place starting Thursday morning and then we have to be out of there, you know, by Sunday night. All right. And this is just outside of Indy, Indianapolis, right? Yep. It's in a place called Plainfield and uh Plainfield is literally like it, but it butts up against Indianapolis. You know what I mean? Like the, yeah. the outskirts kind of touch. And it's the, the reason we picked the location is, the, it was priced affordably. It's a really nice place, and it's like five minutes from the airport. The airport is literally right next to it. Sweet. So easy for people like me that are going to be flying in. Yep. So and and just to get to the very basics of it when we talk about what's going on here, what makes this unique is it's all-inclusive. So people see the price tag, and uh, their misreaction is, oh, that seems expensive. But it's actually – I can't find an event that's cheaper, nope. in my opinion. No. Nope. Because – uh, the, the, the price tag includes three meals a day. So for all four days that you're there, you're going to get three meals. Yep. And then, um, oh, sorry, let me, somebody will pick me up, pick up on the technicality. You get two <laughs> meals, two meals on the day you arrive. Cause you won't be there early enough for, for breakfast. breakfast. Okay. And then on Sunday we leave before you would have dinner. So right. you hit two meals on Thursday and two meals on Sunday and then three meals on Saturday or Friday and three meals on Saturday. Right. Yeah. So you're getting, what is that? Six, seven, eight, nine, ten meals. 
So it's going to pay for 10 of your meals while you're there. Um, all, all three nights of stay. Yeah. So your, your accommodations are paid for and all the gaming events are free and about half the classes are free. Cause we're going to have classes there too. The classes that aren't free are going to be $20 or less. Most of them are going to be, they're going to be between five and 20 bucks. Sweet. And the only reason we're charging is because the, cl- those classes have expendable materials right. that we supplies will expend in the class. To, to buy right. For it. So it's yep. just to pay for the supplies. That's all that it's for. Awesome. No, it's a, like, I'll tell you how cheap or wh- why I think that war games or war games camp is not cheap, but an amazing deal is that last year I, you know, had to sell my wife or ask my wife, may I go to this lovely event? And she saw the price tag immediately looks up to me and she was like, absolutely go to this. (laughs) So when my wife looks at it and she is encouraging me to go to a war games event because it's like a great deal. Like she does lots of traveling and it's like, well, you could pay for that. You know, you could pay that just for a hotel at, you know, something like Adepticon or, or well, Adepti- a hotel or that Adepticon like that. is in is one hundred and eighty dollars a night just right. to stay at the hotel. Right, exactly. So it's 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 a deal. And also, what you're you're not saying there is also like, you know, I've been out of the dating game for a while, but you know, does like does uh <laughs> do any of those dating apps cost money or like Grinder? Does it cost money? Because that's all taken care of for you at yeah. War Games Camp. <laughs> all the dudes looking for dudes, that's all taken care of. Yep. yep. <laughs> so it's it's basically a hundred bucks a day. So it's going to be four hundred dollars yep. for the the four days. Um, but uh, it's like I said, it, you're paying a hundred dollars a day, and that's going to pay for all your food for that day. Uh, your stay there at night, and then any basically events that you're going to do. Um, and there's also just open gaming. So that's the other thing. We had people come last year that really didn't do any of the structured events. They just right. kind of played games when they wanted to. There's space to hobby, like if you just want to paint models, like Paul from Canada. I was about, paints, you like, beat me to it. I was like, Paul's going to be holding down the hobby shop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll have an area for that. Um, and then, uh, like I said, if you want to, if there's something – you know, super pressing that you've just always heard about in the middle of central Indiana. Cause we all know that that's world famous and there's a lot of world famous stuff here. <laughs> you know, you could, uh, you could go see it. You know, if you want to go see some cornfields and some cows fire on, no, I'm just playing it. There's actually a lot of stuff to do here. We just have that reputation, but once you get here, it's actually pretty cool. Well, from, uh, the stuff that it sounds like you take people, uh, too, when they come and visit you, it sounds uh, like there's quite a lot to do, like big feral cats and, uh, yep. you know, it, well, it's, you, you could basically put on a weekend of just like no wargaming at all and just come for like yep. the, the Ryan Kimmel food Indiana experience. Yep. So, and, and to be honest, like we've already talked about, you know, if this thing goes through, which we'll get into more details, yep. you know. As we get closer, depending on how many people show up and we start adding more things, because the more we're we're not making any money off this. That's the other thing that people need to understand. We made zero dollars off of Heresy Camp. Like every bit of money we collected and even some we didn't collect (laughs) went went to the event and went to, you know, doing whatever. And that's how this is, too. So I think anything, Ryan, you guys spent a lot of money, including your time. You drove, you rented a car, you drove all the way down from Indiana to Texas and back for just terrain. Like, yeah, yeah, you sacrificed a lot to put that event on. Yeah. So it's not it's it's a 
it's a passion thing. It's not like we're trying oh, to yeah, make I, money. I didn't, I didn't mean it like that. I just yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just telling people that don't know. Like it's yeah. not. You know what I mean? We're, we're looking to put on the best experience possible. You know, we're not trying to make any money off of it. Like I, I go to work to you know, my, my normal boring day job to make all the money I need so I can do what the hell I want, you know, when I'm not there. And that's exactly what I'm doing. So like building barns, um, <laughs> barns, game barns. Uh, so, uh, anyway, this, so basically the more people we get to come, the larger the pool, the money is, of course, the more cool shit we can do. Yeah. So the more people that come, uh, basically the better, the event will get for everyone the more money we get so we've kind of it's almost like kickstarter we have like stretch goals in our head but of course <laughs> we've not yeah. you know posted or whatever but uh like w- we thought about renting like a big church van and then coming up with like an off-site activity every day and it's oh, like yeah. hey at noon th- at noon tomorrow the off-site activity is this it'll last from here to here if you want to go be standing by the van whatever oh, cool. and we'll jump in the van and Drive, you know, go see the the exotic feline rescue center. You know, yeah, with the yeah. big, t- you know, stuff like that. <laughs> and I'll just drive you down there and be like a personal tour guide. Um, and it'll just be like, you know, the van and all that will be free to get there. And then it, once we get there, if there's any fee to get in, like I think that place is like ten bucks to get in. Yeah, you guys will be on the hook for that. it. Yeah. But if we, if we do that, we need to get you like one of those little tour guide little flags, extendo flags with your uh, the just the tips, Ryan Kimmel, little yeah. cartoon image of that on the flag. We need to make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's that. So we got kind of like what it is. So what it is, you know, this basically this game event. You stay there. You eat there. You hang out. Um, make friends for life. Make friends for life. There's all there's going to be all these game systems there, which we'll get into the game systems. Um, so let me read you the fine print. All right. As it is. So, uh, so the $400 will cover sleeping arrangements, all gaming activities, a swag bag, uh, three meals a day, which is a, it's a lie. It's a lie. People two, two meals, three meals, three meals, two meals, 10 meals. What you're talking about. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, there were, there's only gonna be 60 tickets available. We can't go over 60. We felt like 60 was a good number. If we got over that, we don't feel like we could provide the experience that we want to provide. Yeah, they, I'm sure the dorms would get a little crazy too. <laughs> well, we they have space. Like if we rented, so we're renting like all the the buildings that aren't sleeping buildings at the camp, but right. we're only renting, I think, half of the buildings that you can sleep in. Oh wow, okay, so they have so a huge... the capacity of yeah. the camp is actually like 160 people if oh, we wow. wanted to rent. But I just yeah, no, no, like it's a lot. <laughs> Yeah, it's like at that point, just go to Adepticon. Like yeah, yeah. that, just it just becomes a different experience, con- a totally different thing. Yeah. Right, right. That's not you what guys, we're looking. You to. guys are looking for the intimate, you know. Right, right. So it says, due to the nature of the event, uh, which we kind of explained, we have to sell a minimum of thirty-five tickets for the event to be financially viable. If we do not sell thirty-five tickets before May twelfth of twenty nineteen. Uh, the event will be canceled and all money, hundred percent of the money will be returned to anyone who bought tickets. If we sell 35 or more tickets by May 12th, the camp will go on as planned. If the camp is funded, uh, and there are any events that require signups due to limited space in those events at the camp, the signups will start August 12th. Once again, all the events are free, but we like some of them just because of size or whatever, we still have to limit them even though they're free. Uh, so refund policy. Any refund requested before May 12th will be granted in full. So if you call me even on, you know, May 11th 
at midnight or whatever, I get a message that says, hey, I want my money back. You get all your money back. I didn't get my no mom problem. a present for Mother's Day. I need that money, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the reason for this is simple. If the camp gets enough – so after May 12th, refunds will not be available. And the reason, ref, the reason for this is simple. If the camp gets enough attendees by May 12th, we are now financially on the hook for it. We can't then have people back out on us and defund it below the 35-person minimum yeah. because that would then – you know, we would have to just fund it with personal funds, which that sort of happened a little bit last – like right on the line. Yeah. And it put the, the fear in us, so we had to come up with a new thing this year. I so, totally understand that. Yeah, so ticket availability. Tickets can be purchased starting now uh, and continuing through August 25th. So you can still buy tickets after the May 12th date. May 12th is just the drop-dead date for refunds. Right, yep. And whether the camp actually happens or not. Um, after August 25th, you can still purchase tickets all the way up to and including the day of the event. If you want to just drive here and buy a ticket at the door, you can. Um, but uh, – after August 25th, the tickets that you purchase, you may not re- receive a full swag bag due to lead times. Yeah. Like, you can't show up the day of and go, oh, and not get a swag bag and be mad about it when, right. you know, we didn't until the day before, basically. So, we had an early bird special for the first 20 people. That's gone, so I'm not going to read that. We've already sold the 20 tickets. So, how to purchase tickets. Uh, to purchase tickets, you simply PM me on Facebook. So it's just Ryan Kimmel in Martinsville, Indiana on Facebook, or you can find me at RFI, or you can contact AJ here and he'll put you in contact with me, whatever. Absolutely, yep. Or you can email me at Ryan, R-Y-A-N, at Warhammer30k.com. Just send me an email and I'll talk to you. Uh, basically, we're just doing it through PayPal. Yeah. And it just all goes into an account that that's all I'm using it for is for camp. Uh, and we will set up a purchase through PayPal. I will then get you added to the attendees list. It's just an Excel spreadsheet on my computer. It's nothing fancy. Uh, and I'll put you in the order that your payment was received. It's, uh, next we will time be, you just got to lie about that, Ryan. You just say it's, it's the attendees list is put into a supercomputer that I just installed in the new barn. It handles yeah. all of my <laughs> wargaming computation. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, this is, I'm just reading this off of our Facebook page. So the Facebook page is war gamer camp. So W A R G A M, uh, E R and then a space and then camp. Um, so if you go to that page, it basically has all this information that we're talking about on there. That's like kind of the central hub and we got pictures and stuff from last year and all that. So, uh, we reckon, so, uh, just come to this page if you need any more information and all the gaming events and classes and all that information will be on here. Uh, we do not, we recommend you do not purchase plane tickets or make any travel arrangements until after May 12th. Uh, this way, if the camp funds, you still have four months to make all those arrangements, but if it doesn't, you're not out anything financially since your camp ticket will be fully refunded if it doesn't fund. Uh, if you have questions on this, you know, email it. I gave you my email. Right. So also you can go to Jameson camp, uh, on the, if you just Google Jameson camp in Indiana, it's J A M E S O N camp. You can see pictures of the venue and things that they do and click on all that. That's a really pretty place. It's yeah, really it's cool. Beautiful. Place. Yeah. I remember when you first started posting pictures, I think when you did a tour and looks, uh, Looks awesome, man. Definitely has the the summer camp vibe for sure. Right. So here's the preliminary lineup of events and hobby events and stuff that we have there. 
So, and we got more that may or may not be added, you know, just depending on once again, how many people show up and whatever. Uh, so we'll have an intro to flames of war event. So basically a, a very beginner of, you don't even have to know how to play. We'll provide models, whatever, to learn how to play flames of war and Vinny, an intro to he's running that one, right? Yep. An intro to 30 K zone mortalis. So I'll be running that, uh, just a normal intro to 30 K, like how to learn how to play 30 K. Yeah. Um, a 30 K, uh, zone mortalis actual event, like not for be- like an actual, just event. Okay. A 30 K centurion event. Um, a 30 K narrative event, like a multi-day narrative event. Yeah. Um, yep. Um, and my buddy, Nick, he'll probably help with some of this stuff oh, too. Sweet. Okay. Um, so an intro to classic battle tech, we'll teach you how to play classic battle tech an intro to battle tech alpha strike, teach you how to play battle tech alpha strike an intro to dust 1947, a dust 1947 tournament, a, uh, 40 K, friendly semi-narrative tournament which is just a 40k tournament okay let's be yep. real my buddy chris is running that yeah uh, a board games bazaar so we'll just have a bunch of board games uh okay, set yeah. up yeah. you guys can go and have an area to play board games and put them back whatever um and then one night we're gonna have a special night where you play board games and card games by the fire pit while we make s'mores outside oh, sounds awesome <laughs> on the stage there's like a stage in front of the fire pit for performing oh, okay. but instead of that we're gonna put tables replay games on the stage and have the fire pit going where everybody just hangs out and plays games and stuff want, out there i want michael to put on a one-man show yeah <laughs> and then for classes so we have the falling hobby classes uh some classes will be free others will cost between uh 10 and 20 dollars for the materials to take the class so there'll be a resin casting class how to cast models in resin uh, working with LEDs, how to basically put LEDs in models, terrain, whatever. Yeah. Um, an introduction to 3D printing. Uh, we'll teach you, uh, and we'll probably have. We might actually do two of this class and have one be uh, SLA printers, which is like a photon, you know, like a resin printer. Okay. And may yeah. have the other one, an FDM class, like which is your filament style, like Ender style printer. I think I will um, be attending we'll, those after the printer. We'll either combine them or make me. them two separate. <laughs> but anyway, the, they're, they're, those are both free. Both the intro to 3D printing classes are free. Oh, cool. Uh, then there'll be an intro to airbrushing class, just basically show you uh, if you're new to airbrushing, how to set it up, how to clean it, how to maintain it, yeah. how to do basic you know stuff with it. That's okay. going to be free. It's a free class. Um, a brush skills class, like an actual hairy brush, like uh, like how to get better brush skills. <laughs> a hairy brush. I like that. Hairy brush. <laughs> uh, an intro to weathering techniques and materials. So how to put like weathering on vehicles and models, okay, oil yeah. paints, things like that. And then there'll be a painting clinic with a question and answer. And it's also free. So the painting clinic, the 3D printing classes, and the intro to airbrushing are all free. The weathering class, the brush skills class, the LED class, and the resin class will charge a little bit for just because of you know materials yeah so what this painting clinic question and answer is we plan on uh trying to get as many of the the class instructors like the instructors for all the classes together in one room for like a three or four hour period of time and they'll just all be in there hobbying doing their own thing and you can come in and join them hobby do your own thing but they're all there and you can just ask them anything you want very cool so and like then bring, they'll bring in some of your models that you've already painted yep. and be like, Hey, how can I improve on my, my yep. road or bring a project or, you're working on? And you're like, I'm trying to paint this cloak. Every time I do this, it doesn't work. Right. Like, how would you 
Oh, and they'll sit right there with you and help oh, you man, do it. That, whatever. that sounds awesome. That so sounds... it's basically just a free form thing where we keep everybody in one spot for you to torture them oh, with like, questions. Well, and even even not even the instructors. Like last year, there were so many good painters at yep. at Heresy Camp just being able to you know just you know have a forum there to just talk paintings. We, we awesome. call it like we were thinking of it as like a hobby knowledge swap meet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just where awesome. everybody gets there and, you know, just swap knowledge, swap ideas, swap materials that you use, yep. you know, all that stuff. And some of these will be ran only a single time, these classes, and some of them will be ran multiple times. Like, I think the painting clinic will happen twice. Uh, I think the intro to three or the intro to airbrushing will happen twice. Um, and I think that's it. Okay. So the other ones are just one time things so lots of so, opportunity to pick up some knowledge along with uh getting some good games in over the weekend right and we designed the classes so like if you come and you're wanting to just do flames of war and you're come and you're just wanting to do 40k and you're come and you're just wanting to do adept titanic like all these classes will help with any of those games right so that's we tried to do the hobby thing as like a tie-in to even if you don't care about all this other stuff going on you know you can take this and it helps no matter what game you play right and that just reminds me, we we do have another event which we didn't mention there, and that's uh, the Titanicus. Oh, event. Titanicus! Yeah, <laughs> it's not added to the list because we haven't added it yet. <laughs> there you go. Which uh, I'll be helping to uh, to run at uh, War Games Camp. So doing lots of painting on uh, Forge World table right now for that as we speak. Looky here, edit post. Do it should go right here. And now it's up. What do you want to call it? Uh, Adeptus Titanicus narrative event. Boom. Save. Edited. Done. It's locked in. Yep. It's on the list. All right. So, I mean that that's pretty much it. So you know if you if you don't like. miniature wargaming and cool hobby stuff and cool people and hanging out and having fun don't come i mean i don't i don't want to tell you i think at this point i could you guys could not be having any hobby events or any wargaming events and i would still have a great time just hanging out with people there i think looking back at wargames camp that was my takeaway was just meeting so many amazing cool people and you know we had talked previously online, but getting you know to meet you in the flesh and meet Michael and see Scott again, and and you know just meet all these amazing people in our community, and uh, especially just being able to talk to all the ama- for me talking to all the amazing hobbyers there, and just like getting to pick John Christensen's brain, man, I could sit and just talk to that guy, yep. and just yep. learn at the feet of that master for for yep. uh days upon days so it's john uh, stanford's like that with me man yeah uh, he knows so much too and then uh man there's just there's so many and then there's our buddy rick like if you actually talk to rick he knows like electric like there's just so many cool people in the rick, hobby that when this is uh um alpha legion player yep yes yeah he man um, that guy that guy can paint <laughs> yeah he knows a lot like it's just amazing you get to talking to people and like the little niche things be besides just the typical hobby stuff that they know yeah it's pretty impressive like there's gonna be a lot of impressive people there where you can get a lot of knowledge on a lot of stuff yeah 
yeah, man, it's I it's very exciting. I uh, I want to basically what I'm starting now is between now and War Games Camp, I'm going to do this uh, AJ's Road to War Games Camp and and start to get other people that are involved with War Games Camp, like Henry and some of the people that are running events and uh, some previous. Uh, attendees of heresy camp to talk about you know their previous experiences and yep. just really get the the hype going for this event because my god it, you know last year was the, you know i i had a very very big 2018 i got got married i bought a house i you know worked in germany for a few months and and uh you know my wife's not here and she will never listen to this but <laughs> it was War Games Camp was a really big highlight of last year, let me tell you. So get out there and get your tickets, people. I guarantee you, you will not be disappointed. You know, if you can only make it out to, to one event, uh, for me, you know. It you know what? We didn't give the date. That's oh, probably important. Yeah, that date would probably be an important thing. But go ahead, finish your thing. I just, <laughs> you know, for me, it just, um, as Ryan was saying, you know, y- you guys could make this bigger. But the main thing that you're trying to put on is is to is this intimate kind of like, let's get the community together and just hang out. And and it's such a laid back atmosphere. And like, yeah, we you know, you guys have put together like a schedule of, of events, but it's all super loose and people are just there to have a good time. And uh, yeah. Just I, I I can't I can't say enough of it and just thank you thank you thank you for last year no, putting it on man it was such a such an awesome event and I, I'm so glad you guys are doing it again. Yeah, so it's September 12th through the 15th. September 12th through 15th. And we basically pick that because that doesn't. So it's it's after Gen Con because we have Gen Con here in Indiana, which is yeah. the world's largest gaming event. So we can't be real close to that. It's just, we're not going to compete with Gen yeah, Con. No, of course. <laughs> uh, then it's, it's before that, or it's, and it's, I think two weeks before the Nova open, if okay. I remember correctly. Right. So we tried, we had to, there's only, there's so many events now, you know, with LVO and Adepticon and Gen Con and Nova, and then all the like smaller ones right. besides those that it's it's almost impossible not to put an event out there that's not going to sort of Mess be close yeah uh, so yeah. This, we felt like so the the weather early september weather in indiana is beautiful it's after all the real hot summer you know heat yep. but it's it usually all the it, it's starting to go on the decline but it's still fairly warm so you're looking at like last year it was in the 80s yeah you know real nice with a breeze sunny every day um, we don't usually get a ton of rain that time of year. So we tried to pick a time of year where the weather, you know, would be good Yeah, and, and all that. So it, it should be nice. Uh, and hopefully we'll be able to hang outside this time. Yep. There's no mosquitoes. <laughs> uh, well, there are mosquitoes here, but yes, it's not, it won't be the same, not to that level. We yeah, won't be not worried even. about someone walking off to a cabin and just be picked up by a swarm and, yeah. you know, <laughs> Which, you just find a desiccated husk on the sidewalk, and you have to like use their teeth to ID them because they were just no liquid left in the body. Oh, man. None of that. Okay, so uh, thanks for for coming on to the show and giving us a rundown. And uh, but before I let you go, uh, okay, I, I'm going to ask everyone that I have on about for this little series of what was if you were going to look back at last year's Heresy Camp. And we're going to give one 
you know, one of your best moments or funny stories, what, what would that, that be? Okay. So we, this actually kind of happened twice. So the best thing was, so after, usually when things would settle down at night, it'd be like nine or 10 o'clock. Yeah. A couple of us would sneak off to the, the painting cabin. Cause it was like a separate building, which yeah, is the yeah. same at this camp. And we would all just sit in there because it was a little quieter. It wasn't in the men game hall. And you had all your hobby stuff there and you could hobby, make a mess, spray airbrush, whatever. And we would all sit there. We would go there and paint and then more people would kind of just show up. We'd usually end up with like a handful, like six, seven people. Yeah. Um, And just hanging out over there after hours and just being silly. Like you guys bought me those shorts that didn't fit. (laughs) And I wasn't about to strip naked in the. I mean, not that I cared like around you guys, but we had, you know, women yeah, running the camp no, and yeah, stuff. Of course. And I'm not trying to get hashtag me too. I don't need that in my life. So <laughs> I snuck over there and they were all just like, you know, in the room, minding their own business. And I snuck off into like the little side hallway and put them things on <laughs> and then like ran out and gave uh, Chris Duncan like a totally like uncalled for lap dance and had everybody laughing <laughs> late at night. Um, but that happened. And then just being over there was cool. Like Henry getting to hang out with Henry and, you know, he's from England. So he's yeah. in, in America for like, you know, doesn't know anything about American culture, whatever. So the other best moment was going to Waterbury uh, like three. Yes. <laughs> because so they don't, for one, like I got to talking to him about all this, like they don't going out to dinner over there. Like, cause like me and my wife, we eat out probably five nights a week, like okay. out of a seven, you know what I mean? Yeah, we'll go yeah. out to, and not like for dinner every time, like at least for breakfast, lunch or dinner. Yeah. You're grabbing we something. Probably yeah. right. Yeah. Go out, whatever that is. And probably about five days a week, we have at least one meal that's not here at the house. Right. Over there. He, Henry said that is like, that would be weird. You'd be considered really weird. Like you go to dinner, like maybe twice a year with like friends or family. Okay. You know what I mean? It's just not, that's what he was saying. And like nothing over there, like uh, eatery wise, is like open past like eight nine o'clock. Like yes. it's just closed. It's done. You can't get any food. You have to eat at home. Whatever. So us having just like twenty four seven, you know, food. And not only do you go, you're not the only weirdo there. There's like the yeah. restaurants half full. You know what I mean? Well, they like blue. I think at that that particular time, it was half full of people from camp. camp. <laughs> yep. Yep. And. Uh, so anyway, we were, this was what was funny was we'd taken Henry either the day, I think the day before or earlier that day to Waterburger and yeah. got him so like full of Waterburger and we're sitting there painting and it's like two, two something in the morning. And he goes, he goes, I'm not going to lie. just jokingly. I'm not going to lie. I could go for one of those Waterburgers again right now. I'm kind of hungry. And I looked at him and I went, well, they're open 24 hours. And he, he, like, it blew his mind, and he laughed, and he goes, oh, of course, of course it is. Are, yeah. <laughs> of course it is. And I, I go, I'm serious, bro. And I looked at Jamie, because Jamie's out there. I'm like, you want to go, Jamie? And Jamie's like, yep. I'll go. Yep. And I looked, I forget who it was. I was like, you want to go? And he's like, I'll go. And I looked at Henry, and I'm like, it's done, man. Let's go get one. And he goes, he goes, okay. <laughs> like, I, it wasn't even, it was just a thing that he wasn't expecting that he just voiced <laughs> and then we just made it happen. Well, and we, you, you guys let, you guys left the art room and you're yeah. heading towards the parking lot and me and Ezra 
and I forget who else. I think Jay. Jay? We, were, we were walking and, uh, off, and Kurt, and we were just like, we were walking off. I think we were heading to bed. And you guys like, yeah, we're going to Whataburger. And I'm like, yeah, we're coming too. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and I remember, like, you guys rehashing. Henry was rehashing that story of, like, how it kicked off in the restaurant as he's, like, lovingly, like, crouched over eating this burger. Yep rehashes it and says like you know of course they are and then like you know hits that you know retells the story of course they're yeah. open goes and takes a bite and pulls back he's like i love america yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah I, I was just thinking like i was like okay so who's driving from texas that i could ship my yeti cooler to that they could just put in some water burger into the yeti cooler and drive it up and i know it will be cold and it will it'll be soggy but <laughs> god damn it i'll still eat it and we'll still well, we got delicious. other stuff here though you can try other things that they this don't is have true this is true yes I'm so a- michael michael loves so this that's another funny thing because when henry landed when i picked him up he landed real late yeah and so, like, there's there's a few, like, a lot of things are open 24 hours. So, like, the big one here that the two that are known, at least in Indiana and probably most of the Midwest, that are open 24 hours that people hit up all the time. Well, there's a couple. There's Waffle House is right. open all yep. the time. Um, steak and Shake, which is like a okay, burger I've place. Heard of that place before. It's, they make steak burgers. It's like they grind up steak and make burger patties yeah, yeah. out. Yeah, okay. Um, then uh white castle yes i've i've eaten at the legendary white castle before yeah so i took henry white castle's the most american thing that i can think of like <laughs> restaurant wise like if you ever got like a russian mail order bride you take that's the first place you take her <laughs> first place you don't even talk don't even have words with her pick her up at the airport <laughs> you say get in the car she gets in the car you take her to white castle you say eat this and she handles that she's a keeper you keep her if not you put her back on the boat to russia that's how that's how you look at white castle <laughs> so um so henry he lands he's like man i'm kind of hungry and i'm like well i'll take you to white castle it's open 24 hours and he's like what's white castle i'm like ah oh, they sell i'm like you guys have the little burgers like he's like sliders i'm like exactly i'm yes. like that's what that term comes from is from, from White, White Castle. Castle they yeah. invented sliders. They yeah. are the first slider hamburger. And uh, he's like, oh, okay. So we stop and we got a soul. I'm like, you just buy them by the sack, man. You just tell them how many and they put them in a sack. So it's like they got like a 10 sack, a 20 sack, a 30 sack, a 40 sack. <laughs> when they get to 30 and 40, they come in a case. It's like cardboard briefcase. Oh, my God. That they slot in. Yeah, oh, yeah. So. He was laughing already at how ridiculous it was because it's like midnight and we're like, there's like, we have to wait in the drive-thru line. He's there's probably so time zoned out too as yep, well from yep. traveling. He's like not flipping 20 whatever hours. Yeah. So I'm like, we'll just get a sack of 10. We just get 10 and then we'll get some fries or whatever. Okay. And we get home and he's eating these little burgers. He's like, these are so good. So he liked White Castle <laughs> a lot. Uh, well. So he already kind of had that experience, and then you know he got it again with the Waterburger. Oh man, the Waterburger was definitely definitely highlight for sure of that trip. I, it was uh, it, occasionally I just like will be eating a hamburger and just just like yeah, it's not the same. It's just not the same. Yeah, <laughs> there's no nice Southern lady coming around and asking you know calling me suge and asking me if i want any yep. like signature dips or anything it's yep so the the big thing here in indiana is tenderloin so the I, one yes my favorite tenderloin the one that i always talk about from oasis diner oasis yep. diner is less than 10 minutes from camp and they're gonna and we're gonna have it for lunch 
Yes, meet. if we get enough people and camp happens, we've already talked to them and they said they would cater oh, one of the meetings. Oh, I'm so excited. Because every single person, you talk about it so much and you take, it seems like everyone that comes to visit you and everyone says the same thing, like, my God, that was the best thing ever. So yeah. uh, I think uh, I think when I get mine, I'm really, really pushing Teo to come with me. I'm really pushing him hard. But if he doesn't come, I'm just going to eat that thing and take a video and... Just every bite that I enjoy, just record that and send it his way, being like, this This could have been you. This could have been you. Yep. <laughs> we'll see We'll see how many people can finish it. Most people can't finish them their first time out. Oh, yeah, then I'll be in that club, for sure. I'll, I'll be in the not finishing. <laughs> I eat like a bird, especially. I mean, when... they're only like, I don't know, they're, it's bigger than my head. It's probably. What? Yeah, the patty. That's hard to tell with the perspective on the camera. No, 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 it's okay. They're about paper. That's a slightly smaller than paper plate sized. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But it's thin. That, like yeah, yeah, it's like a schnitzel kind of. Yep. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. It's basically India. So because Indiana is made like the original Indiana, like was inhabited by a ton of German immigrants. Okay. So a lot of our food background history is all German related. Gotcha. Okay. Sweet. Well, I'm excited for the food. I'm excited for the games, and mostly I'm excited just to hang out with all my heresy yep. boyfriends. So, uh, yep. so thanks for coming on and taking a little bit of your Sunday to to chat about Heresy Camp and or sorry, War Gamer Camp. It's the same. War Games right? Camp, Heresy Camp. You can call it whatever, but it's War. <laughs> if you're trying to find it, it's War Gamer Camp. War Gamer. So camp. just we'll go to War Gamer Camp on Facebook and all the the dates, the times for everything, the the amount of the class, how do you buy tickets. Yep. The event list, pictures from last year, uh, the pics of the venue, all that are on there. So just go to that Facebook page, and it has everything you need. And then if you need it, if you have any questions, just email me at ryan at warhammer30k.com, and I'll answer any questions you want. You can message me, and I can throw you over to Ryan. Or if you're listening yep. to this right now, just click in the show notes, and there'll be a link to the Facebook page. So you, that will take okay. you, there you go. right Easy. there. So uh, thank you, sir, for coming on. And uh, really, you know, good luck. You're, we're about a, a week out from Adepticon right now. And once yep. we're done this, you're going to start packing the trucks of yep. all the terrain. So good luck yep. with that. And uh, always nice to uh, chat with you, sir. Yep. Thanks, AJ. Thanks for having me on, man. All right, man. Have a good one. We'll talk soon. Yep. Later. All right, and welcome back to the outro. It is me, AJ, and I'm here alone in the Otter Den. You know, John was a little bit tired. It took a lot out of him to get through that whole book eight review, so I had to let him go. Teo's putting the girls down, so you've just got me, and we are here for the outro. So, of course, huge thanks to Mr. Ryan Kimmel uh, for coming on and talking about War Games Camp. I can't wait to get down there. It is going to be awesome. So... Uh, if you are interested in War Games Camp, get out there and get your ticket. Go on to the War Games Camp uh, Facebook group on Facebook. Uh, we got to sell, as I think as of right now, it's six tickets before Mother's Day. So what's the best way to treat your mother to the gift that she deserves is that's sending her son to War Games Camp. So talk to your mama, get your ticket. And come on out. 
As for us, you can find us on Facebook at the Boys of the Golden Throne. You can find us on Instagram at the TheBotGT30K. You can follow John on Instagram at BigJohnWest. We have the War, uh, Warriors Weekend 2 happening in Victoria this weekend, so I'm hoping to get this out tomorrow. And we got a ticket left for 30K and a ticket left for uh, Titanicus. So if you want to replace me, you can come and take that spot. Uh, we also have the Canadian Tabletop Championships in Ottawa, Ontario, happening May 3rd through 5th. Uh, I go and hang and hang out with Garrett. My brother is bringing a sweet-ass uh, MDF Zomortalis table, so I'm told. So uh, go and check those out. And then, of course, we've got... The Botch ET 74th Annual Deuces Gone Wild happening June 8th and 9th. It is sold out, but we do have a wait list. So if you want to get in touch with us, either shoot us a message at our email, which is thebotgtpc at gmail.com. Or not the, it's just botgtpc. Come on. Um, we also have, uh, or send us a Facebook message. We'll get you on the wait list. We also have the CK Studios um, Monster Class, I guess rebranded from the 102 class, happening in Victoria July 13th and 14th. Uh, we're going to do some Creature Caster um, models. I'm super stoked on this. Perfect timing for my demons. They're also doing uh, a 102 kind of crash course on the Friday, so... If you're new to airbrushing, don't be scared. You can jump right into this one, and there's lots of other people that will be in the class, help you out. It's, a, it's definitely a, a team environment there. We're all there to help each other out. So come down, learn some amazing airbrushing skills, and just hang out with a whole bunch of cool people. We, of course, as we said before, uh, War Games Camp happening in Indianapolis, Indiana, September 12th and 5th. 15th or through 15th i'm going to be running titanicus so come and check that check that out we are going to be having more people on to talk about uh on our ongoing segment of the uh the road to war games camp so uh come and join more come back and join us for more info on that and then we the same weekend as that if you can't make it to war games camp and you can maybe make it to heresy weekender north which is happening uh in markdale ontario same weekend september 12th and 15th so lots of events coming up if you've got an event that you want us to shout out uh get in contact with us send us an email shoot us a message on facebook we want to promote as many events as we can in the heresy especially if you are in uh if you're north of the border in canadiana definitely get in touch with us so you know hope you liked the episode it's crazy that we have been through 39 of these things so come back and join us for or is it 39 or is it 38 who knows who knows? You know, too many, too many of these things at this point. I don't know how like iHorus keeps up with their numbers. You know, people think it's easy. Just you know, count. Well, it's not. You do little ones in between here. You do little audio player packs. What episode were we on? We don't even know. So, you know, come back, join us. We love you. I hope you love us. We're gonna land this pig. It's hugs and kisses from me. And good night.